three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your Huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right, all right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. We made it to June. Somebody's a little more chipper today. A little bit more chipper. Do I sound better today? You do. You sound better. You look... I mean... I don't feel better. I don't don't feel that much better. You look healthier, I guess? I don't want to say better, because... I don't like your tone right there. Still a little pale, still... Well, that's just me. Still ultra skinny. That's not changing anytime soon. Neither one of those things. You kind of look like you kind of rolled out of bed, but then again, I have that look mastered, so... Well, I've been up since seven, so... Since seven? Not true. I mean, yeah, that's... I've got kids. That's... Pretty standard. What do you want me to say? Uh, Mike Rutherford Show. Fourteen when I went to bed. Fourteen fifty ninety six one. We're here until six o'clock as always. We want to hear from you today. Going to be a good text line day. Every day is a good text line day, but especially Wednesdays. Even in the off season, we love hearing from you. We love when you direct the. Uh, the, the context of the show, the conversation. Hit us up at 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. You know Thornton's. You love Thornton's. There are 65,312 of them in the city for a reason. And you love the text line. 502-414-1450. We'll take your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns, your show topic ideas uh, until 6 o'clock. We'll, we'll keep doing this all day. Also, we've done this. like I, I, Every time I put it out there, I make it kind of seem like it's a, a daily thing. When I've probably done it, I don't know, 11 times since we started the show nine months ago. It's the, I, I put it out there on Twitter. I say Rutherford Show poll question of the day as if it's a daily thing. But we got asked a question a couple of weeks ago that I thought was, was really good. And, and I think you and I went back and forth and the text line went back and forth. And a few things have changed in the week since. Not entirely. The men's basketball roster still more or less looks the same. But a texter asked which was more likely in the upcoming UofL athletic season, football team winning seven games or the men's basketball team making the NCAA tournament. Now, there's still a lot to be determined on the men's basketball side of things. Namely, number one, are we even going to be eligible for the NCAA tournament? So let's assume for the sake of assuming... Hypothetically, let's say yes. Let's let's assume that we are eligible for the NCAA tournament. That's that's what this this question is going to... So I put it out there on Twitter. If you want to vote there, at Card Chronicle is the account. I'm not going to say you have to follow me. If you don't, that's fine. Just uh, just check out the account. You have to follow me, though, to vote. You have to follow Trevor Kelsey, though. I'm at 919. You're getting there. I'm getting there. Before the calendar flips, we're making a thousand. four digits, baby. So you you can vote in that poll. I'll get a blue... Do you check about get, get poor dudes? I don't think so. That's okay. Oh, crap. You don't need one. Uh, so we will uh, we'll update you on the status there. I just put it up four minutes ago. We already have 250 votes. And I'll ask you, Trevor, which do you think is leading right now? Uh, I, would, I was about to go click on it, but I won't now. Don't do so it. I don't just cheat. guess. Um, I would say probably winning the seven games in football. I mean, that was, I think, where we both leaned when the question was originally brought up, was it not? That would have been my guess, too. That also would have been my vote. 
After with 250 votes in, 55.8 percent say men's hoops team makes the tournament. It's close though. It's close. It's still time to change, but a little bit surprised. Is that is that a mirror of like? I know we've talked about the lack of faith in Satterfield as a coach. Yes, maybe not a recruiter so much in the last few months, but as a coach, X's and O's guy, same kind of stuff we'd hear about Stoops a lot. It sounds like it feels to me, but that that just kind of mirrors the fact that. We're, we're not speaking out of our rear ends like we do with normally everything else with this. This is uh, clearly they people do not have faith in Satterfield as the coach because there's no really excuse for this team not to win probably seven games this season on the football side. I agree with that. And I think also you've got the – like people are caught up. I'm not saying caught up because we should be caught up. When you have a new coach, this is what you're supposed to do. But people certainly are very excited about everything that Kenny Payne's doing. And I think a lot of that enthusiasm is maybe – I'm not saying maybe. I've got no idea how the season's going to play what, out. What is he doing? But I think that a lot of people are just getting caught up in, hey, we're on DJ Wagner's list. We're getting, uh, you know, the, the Carter Knox, the five-star player from 2024 has us. And we have all these reports, transfer rumors and all this stuff. And everyone's just kind of assuming that great things are going to happen with this program. And I think hoping that those great things are going to start initially with the first baby step being making the NCAA tournament. Um, I would, again, I'll change my vote. If we add a couple of impact transfers between now and, and when the season tips off, but as of right now, with the roster that we have, and with not knowing you know, whether or not we're in on any of these big-time recruits that are still out there, big-time transfers that are still out there, I would lean towards seven wins. I mean, I just feel like, the, and I think it's Huntley Hatfield, or I guess bringing in Rees, which was 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 the something that changed. Which I don't know, maybe is because Payne is here. I think maybe you can lean more towards Wade Houston's fi- Wade Wilson's firing. His being, okay, hold on. Wade Houston, First of all, it's 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 Re. It's not Re. I was plural. It's also uh, Will Wade, not Wade Houston or Wade Phillips. <laughs> Wade Phillips, remember him? Continue. He was a horrible coach, <laughs> wasn't he? He's player friendly. He was such a wimp. Yeah, an overrated coach. We're off and running. What was I Three eleven. Uh, oh yeah, Re. Are you sure it's not plural? I thought it was with an S. Devin Re is his name. I'll be damned. Yeah, learn something new every day, don't you? Devin Re. Okay. Well, sorry about that. I was polarizing him. Uh, I mean, but again, his addition. I mean, yes, it's nice, Hundley Hatfield. I got that name right, right? Nailed, uh, nailed it. Nailed it. I'm, I'm surprised I didn't call him Hatfield Hundley by this point. You've been killing it with Brandon Hundley Hatfield. I, I got him, yeah. I think I practiced it for like a night. I think the, everybody <laughs> predicting how much you were going to struggle with it just really, really, really like got you fired up to get to nail it. <laughs> Subconsciously, I get it right. If only you put that much effort into everybody's name. The, 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 the point of this long, winding road of, a, of, a, of an explanation is that it seems like both, you know, both Payne and Satterfield the expectations and excitement for both are not even coming in this next season for either program. I think that's true. I mean, they're both for 23 or in some, maybe even Payton's instance, 23, 24. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, he's done. I mean, obviously this team has changed a little bit. I mean, we mentioned, you know, re and the coaching staff in general, but I mean, on paper. Yeah. I mean, this team hasn't done a whole lot, at least, you know, that we know of yet to make you think this team should definitely make the tournament. Whereas the football team, you kind of have, I mean, you have what you have. I mean, you know what you, you've got. I mean, there's For a sure. few additions added, and obviously there's some subtractions with losing Harold, wide receiver, <clears throat> which is huge. But, I mean, this is still a talented football team. Now, is it a team that's so good that I'm like, oh, seven wins is easy? No, but it's a good enough team that I know with the schedule that we have in front of us that seven wins is definitely should be possible. 
I'm I, I'm with you. Like that, that's sort of more or less where I stand on this. Like if we were in the SEC, I'd be like, let's go for three wins. I'm sorry, I'm distracted by the fact that I just checked the poll question results, which now we have uh, 345 votes votes, and it continues to go towards the men's hoops tourney. 56.5 uh, percent of responders say men's hoops more likely than U of football winning seven games. But the first actual well, I'm voting now for men's f- football. There you go. <laughs> the first actual response that I see is somebody saying, neither one, exclamation point, laughy emoji, and the name of that person is Follower of Jesus. <laughs> and their profile oh, is... Oh, crap. Jesus doesn't even believe in us? Their profile is just a, a graphic that says Jesus the Christ, and then it's cut off the text below it. You can't even see what it says. But uh, Follower of Jesus has now chimed in, does not think Louisville's making either the NCAA tournament in men's basketball or winning seven games in football. And I don't know what... Also, is not a big Shaden Sharp fan. Follower of Jesus, good riddance and bye to Shaden Sharp, the other tweet that he's uh, put out there recently. Shaden is just the anti... Uh, about I love the replier who just put just me missing the the, the kick and falling down. I, I saw like, that. I don't know, like what, what 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 are you trying to do there, buddy? What, what are you saying? We're gonna miss them both. Man, follower <laughs> of Jesus, this is gonna shock you. <laughs> Super <laughs> negative person. We've got three good riddance by tweets directed at Shaden Sharp or about Shaden Sharp. Um, good riddance by the, the fourth one. Uh, he's overrated big time. He'll drop out of the top ten picks. Good riddance by f- fifth time to Shaden Sharp. <laughs> Follower of Jesus. Just very, very salty. Does Jesus have a Twitter account? The follower does. I mean, it's, it's, it's at Lion of J, at Lion of J, and then a, like a billion numbers after it, which is how you know they're good. That's how you know it's a good account. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now. They're apparently not followed by anyone you're following, it says. Well, that's, that's breaking news right there. Probably a good sign for me. <laughs> I don't know. I would, I was, I got, I got caught down a rabbit hole and was looking at a... Uh, I can't stop looking at followers. And, and, and He's tweeted like 75 times in the last 24 hours. A, uh, a, an actress on Twitter. I, was looking, I just came across her account. And I was kind of surprised to find that like, people I knew like, were following this account. I was like, wow. I mean, I'll go check out, you know those actresses' accounts, but I don't usually follow them. Okay. So. Follow of Jesus also believes and has made it known multiple times that um, twenty Kentucky's going to win the basketball game by 25 points this year. Against Louisville? Yeah. Well, Jesus is wrong about that one. Or I guess it's not, I'm sorry, the follower of Jesus. This is going to shock you. Don't want to throw Jesus under the bus on this one. This follower of Jesus is not a big fan of transgender people. <laughs> really? Or California lawmakers, it appears. <laughs> Clearly paid close attention to the Bible. <laughs> you know, some religions think Jesus was born in Jacksonville. He was. <laughs> Somewhere in Harlan County, I think, is the, is the actual answer. He's from, he's from Dade. I can't stop going through this account. Okay, I've, I've, got to, I've got to exit he's out. He's got 62 followers. It's impre- Well, you know. <laughs> How many of them are spam accounts? <laughs> what are you going to say? So that, that's the, the, the uh, Rutherford Show poll question of the day. Which do you think is more likely? We'll continue to check in on the, the responses there that people are, are saying. And I agree with most of the people who are uh, like, talking about both sides. I think it's more about the lack of faith in Scott Satterfield than it is an overwhelming oh, yeah. faith in the ba- men's basketball team's ability to make the NCAA tournament. Because that's every response we're getting isn't like, hey, Kenny Payne's doing this, or this is why I have optimism for the basketball season. It's what has Satterfield shown us so far to believe that we can win seven games against the schedule this Plus, year. Plus, Kenny Payne has the kind of backup quarterback effect going on right now with him that, you know, there oh, is a sure. mystery and the green is, you know, grass is always green on the other side, blah, 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 fill in your cliche. But, I mean, that, so that, that obviously, I mean, if these were two new coaches coming into the same, like, I wonder if this was Satterfield's first year coming into this team. 
And they had the same season last year. Exact same, everything exact same, exact same scenario except for this is his first year. I think people will be more optimistic. He's got this recruiting class going as well. He's recruited his class in his first offseason going into his first year. Yeah, then he's God. Like if he's yeah. if this is his first year, the follower of Jesus, we follower of Satterfield. It's follower of Satterfield. <laughs> that, I changed my Twitter account to follower of Sat J at two four seven six five nine twenty five three. Yeah, at <laughs> Lion Sat. Uh, whatever, like. If, if he's putting together a top 10 recruiting class in his first offseason on the job and taking over a team that put up pretty wild offensive stats the year before and should have probably won at yes. least three more games than it did, then I think everybody looks at that and says, the coaching was the issue last year. We're bringing back the lion's share, not the lion of Jay, the <laughs> lion's share of the production from last season. The schedule may be a little bit tougher, but there's no game out there that you say, you know, we're definitely going to get trounced in three or four of these games. There are a lot of 50-50 out there. You should have everybody says about Kentucky, too, but they're going to win with a new coach, too. Yeah, I, mean. I think everybody says in that situation, yeah, this team's winning at least seven. No question about it. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, a totally fair point. I feel like you would even put the, the bar higher than seven going in that situation. You probably, and Vegas probably does, too. Yeah. You would, we probably, are a, you would probably be at a six and a half, maybe seven and a half at Vegas, maybe. We are a difficult team to put your finger on. And I read the College Football News released their 2022 preview of Louisville, and that was sort of their assessment. Like, they broke down the offense, they broke down the defense, they looked at the key contributors, and then they summed it up by saying, like, we've got no idea what the hell this team's going to do. Like, like they, they are one of the most yeah. difficult teams uh, to try to figure out going into the season, and they settled on seven wins was what they what they finally said but they make a they make a point that honestly i'll give he was trying to troll yesterday but the kentucky texter who sent this in made it a point as well the last three games of little season are very like you can argue those are the three toughest games on the schedule so there's no real room to like lose a game in october or late september like the Virginia game last year where you just let one slip away that you have no business losing, you've got to stockpile those wins when you can get them. Because at the end of the year, you've got Clemson, who's potentially going to be preseason top five. Everyone's expecting a bounce back. I've already said, you know, like, the, the era of domination's over. They're going to be fine, but they're not going to be great. And then NC State, who is number 12 in Athlon's preseason top 25. A lot of people think that they have a, a loaded roster. You know, Devin Leary back for the 27th year, finally going to realize that NFL potential and have a gigantic season. And then Kentucky, we know what we've, what we've done against them the last three times we've played. And they bring back a solid chunk of their production mm-hmm. from last season. So if you go into that stretch at the end of November feeling good about yourself because you're 6-3 and three, or because you know, you're 5-4 and four and you could have won a couple more games than you should have, you are running a significant risk of going into the bowl season with the same level of dejection amongst the fan base that you had last year after getting your ass whipped on your home field by Kentucky. Like, like maybe times two if you lose all three of those games. They've got to stockpile wins early in September and October when they're presented. They can't lose games the way that they did last year. Now they're going to do that, and then I'm going to be confident going to the Kentucky game like I did was last year, and I'm going to think we're better than we are, and then I'm just going to get embarrassed and egg on my face. And At least you're not doing it in May again. <sighs> I mean, I don't mind eggs as long as it's scrambled. I'm not a big fan of sunny side up. Uh, we've got, we have other things to talk about. Speaking of Scott Satterfield, he made some more media rounds today, did a couple of interviews. Uh, we'll play some clips from them. Our friend Kent Spencer. He's a celebrity amongst the class of 23 and above. He is. Uh, Kent Spencer sat down with him. He talked about the you know f- hearing the noise of the last six months, whether or not he feels more pressure heading into this season than the other three. Uh, he, he talked about Jeff Brom. We'll hear from about that. Ooh. He talked about uh, you know his expectations for this season, his expectations for every season. He talked about the recruiting uptick. Obviously, can't get into specifics there, but he can talk mm. broadly about it. So we'll hear Scott Satterfield's answers on those questions. We've got more hoops transfer rumors out there. We've got, of course, we have, we're going to do this every day until he gets a commitment. The DJ Wagner breaking news of the day. Dun, Sound dun, the dun. alarm, and we'll hear from Trevor about whatever Trevor wants to talk about.
Well, I don't know what it's I'm AEW tonight, right? It is. It's the fallout from Double or Nothing. I am. I'm a little curious to see what tonight's. It's first time ever from the West Coast. They'll be in Los Angeles tonight. The fallout show. They've never been uh, short of doing Double or Nothing in in Las Vegas. Dynamite has never been farther west than probably like uh, Dallas. I think. Jesus, does the E stand for East Coast? All East Coast wrestling. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just come on, guys. Then branch <laughs> out. <laughs> kind of hard to travel all across the country, you know when you don't it's, there's not a lot of major cities past you know mississippi is the west coast just too good for wrestling pretty much yeah it's not good enough ridiculous but los <laughs> angeles has been taken over by aw tonight uh, before we get into any of that stuff i've got to i am so rarely right on the show but i said something at the very You're end right of, about something very rarely but last night yesterday right before the end of the show you we were did. doing our preview we were doing our our standard game of the night prediction you and did. i was talking about abs oilers and i said this is the series if you have a friend who doesn't like hockey who just like is sort of a casual fan maybe just wants something to watch because there's nothing else going on tonight this is the series that you want them to get locked into because both teams check every box except one and it's goalkeeper mike smith versus darcy kemper not the jockey not a uh, a female goalie but they both suck like they're just not good and last night every time you looked up one of these teams was scoring yeah, I, and you didn't watch any of it, by the way. Not a bit. Uh, well, in, I, in my defense, there is no defense. There is none. Uh, well, I got home a little later, and then I started watching. I, for some reason, I don't know why, I've never watched the second part of the Thirty for Thirty on the Mets. Like I watched the first part, but never got around to watching the second. What an odd choice to make. I know. And on a Tuesday when, night. And when I, turn, I mean, there's so much else on. And when I turn the TV on, a 14 goal <laughs> hockey game. When I turn the game, when I turn the TV on. It was on like the beginning of part two of that, so I ended up watching it, and that bled into the new Thirty for Thirty, which was on the mixtape, which was fun to watch. I'll watch that one. You you would probably like it. I mean, I enjoyed. It. I was, I mean, I had some and one shirts. I had the you know I'm the bus driver. I take you to school shirts. Were you a professor fan? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, everybody I, loved the professor. Everybody loved, it. and they, they talked about that. And it was it was a fun little little do, little one hour uh, Thirty for Thirty. And then after that, I ended up watching uh, my only movie of the night and forgot about it. A the, one movie night? One, it, was, it was about midnight. Good God, I, what's happened to well, you? Well, the 30 for 30 didn't start till like 11. It was like 11 to 12 for some reason. You stay up until like 6 a.m. anyway. I know. And then, but, but the movie was two, almost two hours long. It was really good, though. I'm a, I'm a, I know what it is. You can go ahead and tell the people what it is. Do, do you, want, you, you don't want to tease that for the next break? I mean, you crap on my recommendations all the time, and yet Nick Roush sends you a Nick kid's Roush, movie. I tell you what, Roush, for all the, the, all the things he has wrong about him, you know, he's a Steeler fan, he's a UK fan. Well, he's a Louisville fan. You know, come on. Let's, let's well, Roush is a closet Louisville fan. I think he is. He is. He he's never really stirred, steered me wrong. Stir, stir crazy. He's never steered me wrong on movie suggestions. He's like five for five with me. Like he just knows he knows he knows my buttons, he knows me. Okay. And last night he yesterday he sent me like randomly. I haven't talked to him in a couple of days since his text. He's like, you should watch this movie. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I saw like preview. Kind of, you know how I am with you know kind of reboots and nostalgic stuff. He's like, it's good. You'll like it. And I watched it, and it, it's the new movie. It just came out last week. And I'll tell you right now. I'm upset about this. Way better than Maverick. You were so way. Better. I agree with the texture from yesterday who said you had you'd made your mind up about Maverick before you went and saw it. Yeah, but Maverick, I already saw you were I, never going to say anything complimentary. But, but you can go back and watch it. And everything I said about it is right. It's a paint by number sequel that is not that special. And yet, this movie you think is just some cinematic masterpiece. It was pretty funny. Just it say was, just just tell the people what it is. The new Chippendale movie. Oh my God, it is good. You know, and the best way I can describe it, it's almost like a modern day Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's done in that way where it mixes real life, like real people, with like the cartoons, 
and it's it's actually really good. There's, I, like, there's like a thousand movies like that, and they all suck. No, no, no. This one was good. You, what, you, wasn't the Bill Murray Garfield like that? I don't know. I don't watch. I didn't watch Garfield. This was <laughs> not exactly going in the Criterion Collection. You can watch it because this is a kids movie. There's a Peg. There's a Peppa Pig reference in this movie as well. Well, if, if Peppa's referenced, then I'm sure the Rutherford household will find. Oh it. yeah, it's a, it's a small reference, but you know they reference how when when Peppa got kidnapped. And they, they, and I must have missed that episode. <laughs> I didn't realize Peppa took such a dark turn. <laughs> and and unfortunately, who did it? And unfortunately, the detective. I know exactly who did the it. The detective got a bad tip. Madame Gazelle. They she's, re- she's also a vampire. <laughs> a lot of hints. She's a vampire. The bad tip led to a raid of the uh, Nickelodeon Rugrats set, which turned out into a, it turned out into a uh, a riot, and uh, several cops were injured when the Rugrats fought back. So topical. <laughs> I didn't realize Chip and Dale could get so topical. <laughs> I, I taking man, a stance on police know. brutality. Hand up. Maybe it was the twelve thirty uh, uh, bakeness that, that made me laugh so hard at this movie. I mean, maybe it was the no fact maybe that, about yeah, it. Maybe it was the fact that it was funny in its, uh, its own right. It's a good movie. You and you have no excuse because the kid. You can watch it with the kids. It doesn't sound like a kids movie the way that you're describing it. I mean, it's, it warns you that it has uh, what was the warning on it? It was like, seven month old John John Rutherford also is not ready to watch it. Oh, the state no, that no, you were my, watching my it son in. can watch it. He can watch it. I, I was watching stuff way worse than that when I was his age. John gets startled very easily. Noise affects him insanely. Well, I mean, <laughs> the text line has your back. By the way, the text line already is is saying that they're going to watch this movie just based on your description. Oh, go watch it. And I feel terrible for them when they sit down and watch them, and it's nothing like the way you described it. It's good. You're basically describing an action film that has, like, on-point social commentary. The the, the plot line is... Seamlessly that, intertwining real life and animation. The, and I'm, I... I I guarantee that's not what people are going the, to watch. The plot line is all the cartoons that you grew up with, especially, or even have now, they're just actors playing in, in movies and television shows. And so Chip and Dale are just like two a- an actor. What is this movie? They're actors. How, how many layers does this film have? Who, who got this? Um, several. Is this the latest that's like diving <laughs> in the multiverse world? What are you going to tell me next and about this? They got their show, you know, Chip and Dale. So that was the, that was their TV show, which got canceled, and they went their separate ways. Uh, spoiler: Gadget and Zipper hook up. Oh my god! <laughs> what? Isn't it weird? That I always had a thing for Gadget when I was a kid too. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's a cartoon I mean, rabbit. I mean, a cartoon mouse. Yeah. I mean, I was attracted to. Cartoon character. Yeah, I mean, she was right up there though with Jessica Rabbit. Clarice the Doe from Rudolph. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't get me started. Don't get me started. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some therapist will go take that and, along with other things, and go, that's fine. That explains a lot. There's a lot to unwrap. But yeah, uh, but yeah. So, so I love that we made like 15 minutes with an, an actual sports discussion movie. to start the show before you completely derailed things by bringing up Chippendale. You're gonna you're watching it. Chippendale Rescue Rangers the movie. On Disney Plus, you have Disney Plus, right? Of course, you have Disney Plus. You have we have kids. Disney Plus. Yeah, you you have to like subscribe to Disney Plus when you have kids. It will take me five take months to watch this movie. No, no, you will finish it all the way through because you will like it. I don't think that's going to happen. Yes, and I get, and Virginia's going to love it. She's going to laugh. She's it's going to be like it's going to be like when we watched Aladdin when we were younger, where we're laughing at is it a cartoon, but we didn't realize that there was adult jokes in there. Yes, that's what you're going to get. She's still a little. T- we, we've tried to get her to sit down through movies. She didn't have the attention span yet. She needs songs. If if she goes like more than five minutes without a song, she gets restless. There is the one, girl loves to dance. There is one song in this. Well, that's not going to be enough. I'm telling you right now. It's where it's when Dale is, refuses to be the fall into the. Uh, I really don't need any more of a synopsis <laughs> than we've already had. Let's. I really like this movie. We've got a breaking. We have a verdict in the Johnny Depp case. I haven't followed zero about this, by the way. I've just seen the clips that have been on Twitter. I, I it's see, bad. It's weird. I get yeah, what's messed up is I have followed zero this case. Yeah, people send me these memes and like. 
you know, little jokes. Trevor, and nobody, I'm like, nobody's I, shocked that you haven't followed the case. And I'm like, what is going on in this case? But I yet I it's like TJ in a fast food burger. I'm just avoiding it now. Now it's gotten to the point where I don't want to know anything. Uh, there's no point in like teasing it. We're not going to talk about this. I don't know why I act like this was going to be a going to break tease. But the jury has awarded Johnny Depp ten million dollars in compensatory damages and five million dollars in punitive damage in his defamation lawsuit against Amber Heard. Does he really need ten million dollars? Fifteen million. I mean, fifteen. I mean, it's like just like couch change to him. I don't think he needs it, but he won. Speaking of uh, legal things, I saw John Hinckley was released today. He he was released today. How do you shoot the president and get out of prison in 40 years? What a country. <laughs> really? He's going to be on Celebrity Big Brother we in like five months. We haven't informed Jodie Foster he's out, right? I mean, we need to we can get a secret service over to her house You make a joke, but like in all seriousness, <laughs> if you're Jodie Foster right now, you gotta knowing be worried. that this man apparently saw you in, uh, was it taxi? Taxi driver. Taxi driver. She was a 12-year-old prostitute. She was 12 years which is insane. <laughs> How are we letting this man back on the street? He saw her as a 12-year-old in Taxi Driver, wanted to impress her, and thought, the only way that I can do this is by assassinating the president. That was his motivation. I'd have gotten a tattoo, but that's just me. I don't care how long it's been. <laughs> you would think that America would say, we're not letting that guy out ever. He's yeah. got to stay by my... Not when you're friends with the Bushes. Apparently, there's some, <laughs> there's some sort of statute of limitations on being inspired by a 12-year-old female to the point that you want to murder the president. I mean, but, that aside, the fact that you even took a shot at the president should how do we keep end up you here? in prison. How do, how do we Isn't Squeaky here? Fromm still in prison? She tried to shoot Ford four years earlier. I thought Squeaky Fromm got out. No, I'm pretty sure she's still in prison. I know a couple of the Manson girls got out. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think maybe they did. I know that uh, the people that were all at the house are still in prison, like Tex and well, yeah, the other two girls. Yeah, they're well, still, no, the, well the, one of them died in prison just recently. One of them got out. Okay, the uh, one who was like the most she had Patricia something was and, one of by them. Squeaky Farm has been paroled. Oh, she has. Okay, so t- <laughs> so so basically, you're telling me if I take a shot at the president, I, I'm, just, I'm good in 30 years. Yeah, just have bad aim. <laughs> or really good aim and don't kill him. Um, Thornton sex. Yeah, they did both just maim him. You're right. I'm so mad at the the Chippendale support of the Thornton sex line is. I'm already. I'm, Thank I'm, you, texters. I came in here in a good mood. I'm already going to be upset about this. Uh, we'll update the Rutherford Show question of the day. 621 votes now uh, in 26 minutes. Uh, men's hoops makes the tournament is a 56.2 percent favorite over U of L football, getting seven wins, which this has 43.8 percent of the vote. It is close, but I'm still surprised at the the lean towards hoops. But we'll get into that. Also, we do have transfer hoops rumors talk to get to. Is one of them a guard? Who the hell knows? We'll find out. We'll talk about that after the break, and we'll hear Scott Satterfield's sound coming up as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Wednesday here. Happy June to you. We'll be right back after this break on 1450 The Big X. Back in second segment, hour number one here, the Mike Rutherford Show. As we kick off the month of June, you know what else we need to talk about? I was thinking about this on the way in, and the text line is great with stuff like this. We need 
because now we're hitting the lull of the the offseason. I know we're all excited about the regional at Jim Patterson this weekend. We're excited about potentially a super regional next weekend, and then hopefully a trip to the College World Series. But we are entering the the deadest of dead periods around here uh, in a college sports city like Louisville. We need some offseason ideas. Uh, I, I've mentioned I want to do a Louisville Things tournament. I think tournaments are, are good fodder that don't take up the entire show, and you can you know dedicate a segment or two uh, to you for like a full month. Mount Rushmore's. We're not doing Mount Rushmore radio. Mount we, we won't do that, even though you, despite saying that, like asked a Mount Rushmore question, like you're just like you phrase it differently. Like, give me your top four things that you. I was like, no, you can't do that, and, and actually like, be on a North Dakota mountain or you have to at least Dakota. use the phrase. Uh, one <laughs> other thing that I thought was fun because we did this when. Like COVID first happened in 2020 and everything was locked down on the podcast. We did like a, a rewinder series, not to steal from, from Bill Simmons, but I thought, I always think it's fun to go back and watch Louisville games from the past five years, 10 years, 20 years. The one that we did first for the podcast was the, the Reese Gaines Marquette game in the 0203 season. Cause a lot of these, so many of these games are on YouTube and it's hilarious because a lot of them don't cut out commercials. So you'll remember like the commercials, you remember like the announcer things and, Watching that game and then asking everybody else to watch it and then doing a podcast episode, seeing their reaction was a whole lot of fun. So I was thinking maybe this summer we, we like to side on a game on Monday. We give everybody two or three days to watch it, and then we'll dedicate like an hour on Thursday or something to to reliving that game, sharing our memories, and then hearing what the, the text line has to say about it. I think that's a good idea. I'm down. Yeah, I mean, cause yeah, there is. I know there is one YouTube. I know you've got time. I know there. I know you can, well, I you don't can, know. You can I mean, cut out one of the four movies a night to watch like a, a Cincinnati football game from 2013. Well, unless DuckTales does one similar to Chippendales. <laughs> unless then, we get the DuckTales reboot yeah, coming. Hey, not that the DuckTales movie wasn't good in its own right. I mean, I thought it was fun as a kid. But <laughs> DuckTales or Chippendales, which was a better cartoon, by the way, in the, in the Saturday, on, the, on the weekdays. I like DuckTales more. I was, I was probably lean DuckTales, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's the, I know there's that one. I know there's a YouTube site. I forget what it's called off the top of my head that has like every old school U of L game on it. Yeah, uh, some ashes. I think I want to say, but up from the ashes. Yeah, is that what it is? Okay, yeah. I, I knew you wouldn't mind giving them a plug. Uh, but yeah, so I, and you're talking about the the the, the Reese Gaines were the with the Dick Vitale on the play by play. He's from Wisconsin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember why. You know, it's weirdly. I remember watching that game on like my little. I had one of those little handheld TV things. Uh-huh. Uh, that, by the way, no matter how you try, the mo- what the movies tell you is is a lie. You cannot carve out a book and put that in the book and still watch it. Not true. I no, it is. I tried. I mean, you know, rest in peace, my my biology book from Westport seventh grade. But I mean, I, I carved that entire thing out and put the TV in there. But without the antenna up, you couldn't get a signal. You tried to Andy Dufresne it. I did. I did. Failed miserably. Yeah, I failed miserably. I got stuck in the. If I was Andy Dufresne, I'd been stuck in the pipe, like trying to crawl out, like halfway through. <laughs> I was like, they'd have found me like later on, like Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> trying to get out. <laughs> but what a pathetic attempt! <laughs> they're, just, they're just poking at me. The warden's like, "What did you do? You made all these plans. You're too. so obtuse, Andy." <laughs> I mean, Red is like, "You told me to meet you in an obscure Mexican city, and you didn't even make it out of the crap pipe." Nope. Nope. Uh, so, yes, that doesn't work. But I remember having that. Spoiler alert, by the way. Sorry. If we ruin the Shawshank Redemption for anybody, my deepest and most sincere apologies. Here's a big spoiler. And he's innocent. The, the, I had that TV, and I would take it to me. And this is a callback to what we like talking, bringing up. Uh-huh. St. Matthew's Little League. Sure. Because I would always be stuck there all day on Saturdays. And so I, would, I had that little team uncle bought it for me. 
So I would quit complaining about working on Saturdays at the scoreboard. I could watch the games while I was doing scoreboard. So I remember watching that game and just like everyone just around me, like all the parents, mostly the dads, all around me watching this little screen as Louisville's play Marquette. Like, of course, the game's going on, and the mom's like, you pay attention to Junior. He's like, but Reese Gaines has got the ball, honey. You know, it's a fun memory of mine. I love how little, like, <laughs> Tiny Trevor changed over the years. Like, once again, you are... First of all, I haven't been tiny in a while. Well, young Trevor. <laughs> yeah, young. Like, once again, like, your two personalities are a 76-year-old man and 12-year-old boy. Like, and somehow your actual age is just right there in the middle. And they just they converge every now and then, but it's rare. It, you're usually one of those two extremes. Also, like, so that was my senior year of high school. We went over to uh, Podcast Trevor, Danny's house, to okay. watch it. There's like six of us. And when the game shot went in, we did like a dog pile. Like, uh, and he's like, we're in his basement. And I look over and Danny's holding his dog up in the air and like celebrating with it. And then if you remember, like a huge snowstorm hit that night, like right after that game ended. Like a huge ice slash snowstorm, and we all had to stay at his house for like two days because it was like nobody could drive, nobody could go anywhere. Oh, that was that'd be awesome! Those high school seniors. That's, 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 it was great. It was wonderful. Yeah. And that I mean that season was so much fun because it was the first year where it felt like we were you know cards were back. It was you know we were ranked because yep. that game, the game right before that Marquette game, was when our like eighteen game win streak had been snapped by St. Louis on it was a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. Because I remember I was at we had baseball workouts at Champions. And like I was, I got in trouble for watching the game, and I was like, we got, I was like, I got in trouble, and we lost. It was terrible. Like the double whammy, and my friends were visiting Slu and stormed the court. Like this is just the worst night of my life. And then we bounced right back and beat that Marquette team that was so good, who then beat us on our home floor a few weeks later when Ellis tore his ACL. Don't remember that. Oh, it's terrible. I, think I blocked but, that. I blocked that memory out of my but mind. But if it doesn't happen, maybe we don't go to the 05 Final Four. So. There you go. There's the positive. We're trying to be positive. But if today. we have them in 04, maybe we go farther than the second round. Well, we, we didn't go to the second round in 04. We lost the first game to Xavier. I was thinking that was, I thought that was the year we lost yeah. to Butler. That was the year before, I guess. 03 was when we lost to Butler. Oh, okay. That, that, okay. that team ended up, because we won the USA tournament, and then we beat Austin P and then lost to Butler. Yeah. I was thinking that was, okay, I was thinking that was, I was thinking that we lost to Butler the year we lost to Miles for some reason. We did. That's what I'm saying. That was 03. And then he sat out all of 03, 04. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Redshirted and then came back in 04, 05. Um, let's play. Let's talk about Scott Satterfield. He made his media rounds again, once again ducking the Rutherford show. What, what's going on? Seat's too hot, I guess. He won't come on. But he sat down with multiple media members. Uh, I think he did interviews with WDRB. He did interviews with our, our friend Kent Spencer. Who you know? Who could blame him? Spencer's hair is incredible. You, you can't if you if you have a chance to sit down with Kent Spencer, you can't pass it up. I think I might be to blame from avoiding us. You know me. Being there's involved. no might about it. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. There's there's wow. zero might about it. It's all I'm putting all this on my shoulders. Yes. Okay. You are entirely to blame. I'm probably. I mean, what you try to you try to run the guy out by starting a coup to bring Brom home and. He, he's he's bitter about that. Some people find some some people will take that personally. I mean, some might take it as a challenge. I, mean, I don't know. I love. I just checked the, the poll question, and Taylor Powell goes. I just took a quick break from following Jesus to chime in that I think men's hoops making the tournament is more likely. Follower of Jesus, though, think no. He's we're not making either. Uh, Texter also made his own poll saying, "Will Mike finally ditch his AOL email address this season?" No, no. Look, I made that when I was thirteen. I will keep it until I die. I fear change. I won't change. I feel like you're the only one that's still using AOL. Too. Eric Wood. Like this, Pat Forty, 
Ray Lewis. <laughs> we are a dominant quartet. We are few. We are strong. We are proud, and we will not change. Like the ALO office is like all empty except for one desk. And there's like, it's like your three guys. These guys have been keeping us afloat for the last seven years. There's like trash can, empty trash cans everywhere. Office chairs run amok. I mean, there's nobody there. They finally had to drop AIM last year. It's because like Wood and I stopped a- instant messaging each other. Like we're like, dude, oh, wearing, we're wearing like a wearing, wearing headphones, listening to music with his feet up, just like. I'm waiting for somebody else to join AOL again. We got one. <laughs> got one. It's, n- it's another porn account from Jamaica. Yeah. Um, so Scott Satterfield, great seamless transition, sat down with Kent Spencer. He was asked, I mean, we've had this discussion a million times. Everybody knows what the noise has been. I, w- I would say since the bowl game, but really since the loss to Kentucky. The pressure on him this season, The how, mon- how many games does he need to win in order to justify keeping him to keep this recruiting class and all this stuff. He was asked straight up about this by Kent Spencer. Here's what he said. For me... And where I sit is pressure every year. Like for me, it's the first year was pressure. We come in here and they didn't win a game. Um, you know, won two games total, no zero games in ACC, and we won eight. You know, I mean, it was a really, really good year. I mean, we did better than what everybody thought we were going to do. You know, since we've been here, we've been bowl games two out of the three years. You know, we, we went through an unprecedented COVID stretch of two years out of the three that I've been here. You know, to me, it's un- a little bit unfair for, for any program throughout the country. How do you how do you how do you term you know wins and losses throughout a year where you didn't even play your guys because they couldn't play, you know, during COVID. So, you know, I do think that I, do, I think we've come a long way since the first year. Again, we were competitive in every ACC game last year, but I also get the fact that everybody wants to compete for championships, including me and including everybody in this building. That's what we're training for every single day is to win a championship. Um, I don't. I feel no different pressure this year than I did last year or the year before. We we want to go out and be the best team every single year. Um, you know, I'm disappointed when we don't win. Last year was a disappointment when we didn't win those games that we lost. Um, so this year, you know, you want to go out and you want to win every single game. You know, starting with Syracuse is the first game. So um, we're going to attack it every day the same way, um, the best we can do today. And then that first week, that's all we'll focus on with Syracuse, and then we'll move forward from there. I'll let you take the first swing at this. Your general reaction to that statement. I kind of liked it other than the fact, I mean, don't lie to us till you don't feel pressure. I mean, that's complete BS. I mean, you, it felt, it, not to swoop in, it felt kind of canned. Yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, that, that that part right there, especially, I was like, dude, come on, don't lie. I mean, now he's really not coming on the show. <laughs> I mean, it's, you don't feel pressure. You had to beg to keep your job, dude. I wanted, I mean, you, yeah, there's pressure on you. Now, I understand maybe you feel like it's not, Un- the pressure is unnecessary is I think he's trying to like he says he doesn't have pressure but then before that he's basically defending why he shouldn't have pressure on exactly him. so I mean you can't have both I mean but and he lost me in the math he's like two out of three we went there and three out of four and six out of nine and eight out of twelve I'm like wait a minute how many years has he been here again like how many bowls I mean you had losing records how many years in it's because the only math that matters doesn't look great for us so. <laughs> I mean it's like he's trying to confuse me with all these numbers that's a veteran here. move when you don't like the numbers you throw out as many as you possibly can just try to confuse people I think that's what he did yeah I can't hate him for it I mean as somebody who doesn't like numbers that much like I'm on Satterfield's side in that regard I'm pretty sure I heard a 48 somewhere in there I don't why know not? why I mean yeah. but, uh, not an 11 but uh, <laughs> he I like it this is a personal thing like again everybody can fan their own way it wasn't what I wanted to hear from that answer. I didn't like the, I'll say it. I, I didn't like making the, the COVID excuse because this is the, I'm the millionth person to say it. Everybody was dealing with the same stuff. Now you can Plus, say we had most of our kids played during, I mean, 
we had a lot of guys. We, we were affected as, as much as anybody, but we had a lot of games delayed. We had a lot of guys out, but everybody did, especially in the ACC. But it wasn't until we were kind of already... Uh, uh, you're right. Guys we were, didn't step away like Hawkins and Atwell until later in the year. We were at full strength when we got just beat down by Miami exactly. on a game day. And I also, I haven't forgotten what Satterfield was saying when the pandemic first hit. Like when, when it first started in April and, you know, there was a whole... Are they going to have a season? Are they not going to have a season? And then when they got asked the question in June and, and July, when it was became more clear that there was going to be some type of season, he was like, one, we have an advantage because we had earlier spring practice than anybody else. We, we did this in February. So we got two weeks in with this team when most teams out there had zero spring practice. And two, he said, the teams that are the most effective, that have the best culture, that do things the right way, that are able to go about their business and drown out the outside noise, those are the ones that are going to have the most success on the field. And when you make that statement and then you go four and seven, when you're picked to finish fourth in the ACC, it kind of says that you didn't have the culture to handle that, that type of thing. And the on-field flaws from that season were so similar to what we saw last year. The inability to make a play when you had to make a play, not pulling away when you had a, a two-score lead in the second half, letting teams make huge fourth-quarter comebacks, poor clock management, that I, I don't think the COVID excuse holds all that much weight. And I don't like that it gets – and even if it did, I wouldn't like it brought up in a question like that. I would have much preferred Satterfield to come out and say, I get it. I inherited a program that came into the ACC coming off of back-to-back double-digit win seasons – back-to-back top 15 finishes in in, in polls, back-to-back big-time bowl wins over perennial powerhouse teams. We had a lot of expectations. We had a Heisman Trophy winner less than a decade ago, and I've got a losing record after three full seasons. I expect to be better. We're going to be better this season. Like, we feel that pressure. We're going to embrace that pressure, and we're going to do everything we can to make sure that a season like last year doesn't happen again instead of being like, yeah, this is kind of like every other year we've had here. We were better than you thought we were going to be uh, in year one. COVID killed us in year two. And then last year, you know, we just a few plays didn't go our way. Like, just be, be stronger than that. Be more definitive. Even if you're lying to me, I need to be lied to right now. I get one thing. I will give him kind of a slide for with, with and you shouldn't blame COVID because it was. I don't think COVID was a reason you went four and seven. That team went four and seven a lot of times because it wasn't. You can't blame COVID. You more and more really, you can blame Malik. Malik had a, that down here, horrible year. There's no and question he was about very it. Very inconsistent. So and you don't want to throw, obviously especially quarterback you bring back in for this year under the bus with that. So it, it, but I think you can because you're you're a year removed from him having a markedly better season. I mean, you can so you can say he learned from you that. You can dance around it and call it like just inconsistency from play. I mean, you don't have to actually say Malik. I mean, people I think are going to know who you're talking about. But you, I mean, you can. You but he's kind of called him out before and said, "Well, in that case, then do it because that's right. Yeah, that that was more of an issue for four and seven than probably anything COVID had. I would have an issue with him saying it if it was twelve months ago. But because he had such a much better year last yes, year, yes, he did. You can say. Look, Malik was way too turnover prone in 2020. It yep. had a huge effect on our season. He wasn't making the right decisions, and he handled it in the most mature fashion possible by learning from it, getting better from it. And then you saw the types of things that he, that he did last year. You saw the numbers that he put up, and we expect him to be even better in his final college. See, season. If you work that way, then I'm a okay with that. You're basically saying, "Hey, he this you know again, this is two years ago. Hire me as your PR guy. He, was, guy, he was bad. He's improved. He's learned his lessons. He's built off of them, and now he's a Heisman candidate." Perfect. Like we could do I mean, PR for Scott Satterfield, but he won't come on the show. Come on, Scott. Come on. I mean, we're just going to make your life better, Scott, if you come on here. I, I supported Scott's tots. 
I'm the one who wanted to get shirts made up from the very beginning. UK fans thought it was a joke. I, th- I embraced it. I think it's cool still. Look, I still support Scott Stoss. I yeah. still support Scott. Like, I've said this. What you going to do? What you going to do when a bowl game for you? I've said this a million times. The best thing for Louisville athletics and the best thing for Louisville football is for Scott Satterfield to kill it this year and be the long-term guy. There's no question about it. When I say things like, hey, he's got a losing record after three seasons, those aren't our standards here. And if he goes 6-6 six and six this year, why should we believe that he can do anything with this immense level of talent that's entering the program? I'm not saying it to be overly hard on Scott Satterfield. I'm not saying it to get a rise. I'm not saying it to be a shock jock. I'm not doing the whole, we got to fire this guy thing after he loses one game just to generate attention, and gener- even if that attention is negative. I'm saying it because I think it's true. Like we, we can't get to a place where we forget who we've been as a program. We can't get to a place where we forget that in the last 20 years, we finished top six in the country twice. We've won BCS games. We've flirted with college football playoffs. We've produced a Heisman Trophy winner. We have done things that most programs dream of. We can't get to a point. Here we go, Raleigh fans, turn your ears off. We can't get to a point where we accept being NC State, a program that is always going to be good enough, six, seven, eight wins, but never better than that. Maybe nine if they're lucky. They're never going to compete for conference championships. They're never going to be in a legitimate college football playoff discussion. They're never going to be producing five, six, seven draft picks in a single year. I don't want to settle for mediocrity. And I feel like if we if we keep just saying, well, you know, this is a bridge season. He won six games again. Then we're, we're starting to do that. Now, if you're saying, well, the only path to getting back to that point is by bringing in the top-tier talent that he's lining up right now in this 2023 class, so we have to be patient, I can buy that argument a little bit. But I still stand by the fact that if he hasn't, because we're not without talent right now. We have a top 20 player at the most important position in the sport. He's got a lot of weapons around him. We are loaded at running back. We're bringing back almost our entire offensive line, which was very good last year. We have enough talent on the defensive side of the ball to be extremely better than we've been the last three years. If you can't get that Combine team— Combine the record. I mean, the, the schedule we have as well. Which is, if, if, the ACC is still not where it was when we entered the conference. If, if we have all of those things going— and we can't get to seven wins this year. I don't care if every one of these 2023 players is just as good as these rankings think they're going to be when they get to college. I don't trust the staff to get that team to nine or ten wins, which is where like we want to be again. Like we don't, Louisville fans don't expect to be Alabama. They don't expect to be Ohio State. We're not saying we should be 11 and one every year. We should be winning the Atlantic Division over Clemson every other year. We want to be a perennial top 25 or fringe top 25 program that. Hey, once every five, six years, yeah, we're, we're flirting with a playoff berth if the playoff expands to 12 teams. And maybe every now and then, like in 2016, like for a brief period in 2014, like 06, like 04, we're in the, that, that national title discussion, even if it doesn't expand. Like, I, I don't think that that's too much to ask. I, I, in fact, I know it's not because we've done it before. And if you can't win seven games with this team, I just don't think you're the guy to get us back there. And if you do, and if you win more— Brilliant. Perfect scenario. Let's roll. Let's get this thing going. And, you know, don't leave us for a school in the Carolinas. How many dorm rooms in Raleigh do you think you have have your face on a dartboard in them? Well, (laughs) we did get called out by an NFL player one time because we called Carter Finley Stadium docile. And, like, it was all all the message boards. I was like, sorry, I've been to a game there. It was not overly intimidating. What do you want me to say? And then we went to that game that weekend and we won on their home field with a freshman Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Sorry. Hate Raleigh. Congrats on your perennial four and zero starts when you beat nobodies and you get in the top twenty five and then you end up just 
spitting the bit and losing four or five ACC games. Happens every year. Don't like Raleigh. Don't like Winston Salem. You're just not a. You're not welcome in the state of North Carolina. I don't care. I don't look. <laughs> I've said this before. ACC cut. I'm not an ACC guy. Yeah. They don't want us. They do this whole thing where it's like, yeah, come they are, on. They are wannabes to us in the tobacco industry too. Exactly. Fake tobacco road. Fake tobacco road. Fake tobacco road. Real tobacco road. Fake hoops championships. Fake rivalries. All this whole like, hey, you're welcome inside the house. You're welcome inside the club, but you can't go into any of the rooms. That's only reserved for true Carolina people. Get out of my face. Get out of my face. You screwed us. Armando Baycott should be in jail. You screwed us at the Yum Center. He shouldn't have even been allowed to play in the Final Four. The man committed assault five different times in those two games. Get out of my face. So he got to go to the Derby. That that rubbed me the wrong way, too. <laughs> Somebody should have tripped him. I'm just saying. Awful outfit. Could not have been dressed worse. <laughs> you have anything else to add? Uh, no, I don't know. About, we mean more gasoline on the fire that's burning your, burning your reputation in North Carolina? No. I think you've listed it to a crisp enough as is. Texas says, Mike, this is my favorite rant that you get on. You hit it on the head every single time. Look, what do you want me to say? Fake conference. <laughs> We're the only real thing there. If I could drop kick this conference into the Ohio, I would. I'd just start the new Big East. I'll, you, take, the, I'll just, take the teams I like. You dislike South Carolina more than North Carolina, though. North Carolina. You, I know you don't like South Carolina either, though. I don't, I don't I mean, I don't like Clemson. No, yeah. But there's only two schools there anyway. Clemson's, well, I guess there's Charleston. I'm fine with College of Charleston. Bill Murray goes <laughs> to games there. <laughs> yeah, Charleston's a fun town too. It's like full of nothing but ghost tours. It's pretty it cool. is, yeah. I yeah, love it. I love it. Southern place. Charm, great reality show. Only one that I've watched in the last five years. Very entertaining. <laughs> great cast. No idea what that is. Love Craig. Bought a Craig pillow a few years ago. <laughs> for the three people listening You're who know what I'm my for the three people listening who know what I'm talking about, that was for you. They're like, yeah, Craig Conover, Rutherford gets it. Southern Sewing or whatever the hell it is. He loves it. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, Thornton's text line's blowing up. 502-414-1450. We'll take some of your texts. Uh, also, we have a new intern. We have to talk about that. Yeah, we, yeah. We kicked Jacob out of here. Look, he's acting like he left us for KRC. Not true. No. We kicked him out. We I, said no. I'm hearing rumors he might be replacing Scoots, according to TJ, as well as the producer down there. KRC people hate Scoots. I mean, what, It what, makes me like him more. What, what is it? I mean... Maybe it wasn't me. Maybe I mean they just they're running off producers left and right. Is it just they can't replace? They're they're they're, they're impossibly trying to find a replacement for me that, that doesn't match up or don't know what you got till it's gone. This is the, yeah. this is the grass is greener syndrome. The Louisville, yeah, yeah. you're. They're like, oh well, we'll get rid of this Louisville guy. Yeah, the new one's an IU guy. Can't be that much worse. They're Charlie Strong. They're John L. Smith. They're Howard Schnellenberger. They're everybody who's left us for quote unquote greener pastures, and then found out that those greener pastures are loaded with dog crap that Trevor won't pick up. It blends in. It doesn't blend in. By the way, Khaleesi, boy, with this heat, she is shedding like you wouldn't believe. Pfft, I bad. mean, I mean, I have a trash can full of dog hair right now at my house. I mean, and daily, like I've got, I've got, I had to buy an extra brush because it was like I, I was just basically, I'm basically rotating. I'm like combing it, filling this one out, emptying it out. As I'm emptying it, I'm still combing over the next one. I'm just rotating it. It's insane. My poor Zumbra is just like ready to commit suicide in the house. This was, he tried to sneak out like drive into traffic. It was insane. This was exactly how I wanted it in the first hour. <laughs> that was, I, I was hope, the entire time we were talking. I was hoping that Trevor was going to end with a, a shedding dog story. Do you think you could like sell like to Wigmaster or something like dog hair? Uh, uh, Trevor, I don't, I, I'm, I'm trying to end this hour, <laughs> yeah, and once again, you're refusing to let it happen. We've got two more of these. You got plenty of time to talk about uh, Khaleesi and her shedding habits. Right. Before we before we do take a break, reminding you, our friends over at Shedding Race. It is hot out there. My God, it's hot. It's hot, it's sunny, you need sunglasses. Keep those baby blues, those baby browns, those baby greens, whatever you got. Keep them 
away from the sun all summer long by hitting up ShadyRays.com. they got the best prices on sunglasses you can find anywhere. And when you check out, use our promo code BIGX, B-I-G-X. It's going to save you 25% on whatever purchase you make from ShadyRays.com. And if you lose the sunglasses, if they get stolen, if Trevor steps on them and breaks them uh, just to be a mean person, in the first 30 days, they're going to replace those shades for you to send them right to your house. It's going to be a fantastic get for you. You'll feel much better. ShadyRays.com, Big X promo code, 25% off. Act now. we got two more hours. We'll be right back after this. edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 The Big X. Yes, P. Hudson on Twitter. I have a Sewing Down South pillow. I don't have it. I bought it for Mary. It was Christmas gift 2020. Best Christmas gift I've ever gotten. Shout out to Craig Conover. We love you here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Come on the show, Craig. You're a lyrical guy. Did you know he sang murder in that in that, in that that chorus? Yes. I, was, I never thought he was saying murder until I just saw this video today. What did you think he was saying? Girl, I rock. Girl, I rock. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought, I'm 42 years old. I just learned that, that not, that's not, he doesn't, he says murder. So here comes the hot stepper, girl, I rock. I'm the lyrical gangster, girl, I rock. He's saying murder. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's not cool. <laughs> it's, he's talking about, who's he murdering? I don't, who knows, Trevor? It was beef back in the day. What do you want me to say? Um, I mean, who's? I don't know. I'm just curious. Virginia has this little mini doll that sings the song, and she like loves it. She dances to it all the time. And like Mary and I both tried to figure out what she was saying. It's a jumbled song from like a one of the Disney movies. I'm sure I'll have to watch it at some point. She's actually saying "Bo, be mine." Bo, be mine. Mary thought she was saying "Don't be shy." I thought she was was saying just brush and just brush time. I had no idea what it was talking about. Could not have been Don't, more wrong. What brush time? What? Like I thought it was like a brushing your teeth song. I had no idea. And like when I looked it up, I'm like, well, you're closer. We're both terrible. So now we know. Bobby mine. It's a jam. You're better with lyrics than me. You remember random lyrics. Which I usually don't know am. How the the mini thing faulted me. That was I definitely. It, it was a hurt my pride a little bit. It was way off. I mean, I felt good that you and me both fell for Barbara Ann back in the day. Was, could That's another one. Yeah. Awful. Um, <laughs> Texture says, says it's a big day for the text line, doesn't read one text. Well, we got plenty of time left. We got two hours left on the show. We're going to get to these texts. We're going to do as, as much of these as possible. Um, all right. Hey, how about this? Call us out, Texture. I'm going to read the text that you've been sending in for the past hour. We'll get to you first. Many times he sent it. He sent in three before that one. Texture says, any intel or any info as to whether or not we get a postseason ban? <laughs> no. I mean. Yes, we actually know the full answer to that, Texture. We just like watching you sh- like just 
struggling to win. We're, 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 we just don't want to tell you just because we're mean like that. And he says, transfer hoops news, or are we going to keep listening to Trevor Blab? Well, you knew the answer to that. You found out 20 minutes ago. Well, as far as the, as the IARP situation, the hearing, and this is bad timing for me. I'm going on vacation in a couple of weeks uh, with, with Mary's family. We go to Hilton Head every year. So I'll be gone the first day of the hearing. It's going to be June 17th, 18th, 19th. So that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, I say bad timing. It's not like, again, I'll be shocked if we find out anything significant coming out of that hearing. The last time we went through this process, and Lord knows we're experts at this, like we know better than than anybody else as, as far as what to expect. Like I remember Greer, he wrote, he wrote about this in his newsletter last week. Like he did some actual Big J journalism stuff and figured out, Trevor, you're sniffing markers back there. What are you, I, I, how am I supposed to keep talking on radio and not pay attention to what you're doing? I was just curious. <laughs> I mean, good God. You just sniffed it and done nothing, but your reaction was beyond distracting. There's no way I can't mention that on air. What? I mean, it's got, it's, it's, I mean, it doesn't have like a, like I knew it, I knew it was just, you know, a Sharpie. Okay. So I okay. A, okay. I, I can't focus when that's happening. How am I supposed to chip with that going on? Sorry. So Greer went there. He scooped it out. He found out where this was happening. And like, it was a, a great big J journalism move. Huge win for him. Didn't get any info out of what actually happened at the hearing. Like, all he did was, like, he did his due diligence. He talked to the people, you know, Jurich and Chuck Smurt. I think Patino was there and the NCA people when they left. I, I think he got a couple of good sources out of that because he was able to talk to some of the NCA people. But he didn't get anything out of it that he could report. And my guess is that's the exact same thing that's going to happen with this June hearing. It's going to happen. We're not going to hear anything about it, at least not immediately. Some stuff may start to trickle out as far as, like, Louisville thinks it's going to be bad. Louisville thinks it's going to be more lenient, but we won't hear that until we get closer and closer to the IRP actually coming out with a ruling, which could be in October if the NC State timeline holds up. It could be 2043 based on the IRP potentially not being a real thing that actually exists. So who the hell knows? Uh, if I had to guess, I've got to stay constant with this, uh, consistent with this, because I've been saying this for a long, long time. If you want to believe that because of what the IRP has said, because of what Mark Emmert said in response to that, which was essentially the same thing. We don't want to punish people who had nothing to do with these infractions. We don't want to punish anybody who wasn't involved with the transgressions that we're you know, punishing the school for. You sh like it, it would make sense that Louisville would not get a postseason ban, or they would just do this thing that has been rumored where they're going to ban the coaches that were involved in all this from, from coaching in the postseason, which again, would not affect us. We have none of those coaches still left. I still, because like I guess I'm I'm jaded at this point because I, I spent the entire last run in with the NCA trying to look at past precedents, trying to find reasons to be optimistic, thinking every day that there was no chance that they would actually take down a banner for something like this, and then being completely wrong about it. I will assume that we're going to be banned from the NCA tournament until I'm proven otherwise, because. Just for the sake of my mental health. If I let myself go to a place where I'm like, yeah, they're not going to give us a postseason ban. They're not giving anybody postseason bans. And then it happens, I'll feel like the dumbest person alive. So everybody can do what they want. I'm assuming we are going to get a postseason ban. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you a little bit. Like, it's just one, I don't believe anything that somebody tells me. I mean, I've learned. I've, Why should you? Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to. They, the, the only precedent is that you that whatever they tell you is probably going to be a lie. It's the only thing that they're consistent with, actually. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it, and when it comes into play, when you break, I mean, I, we can sit there until we're blue, or in this case, but a red in the face, breaking down, you know, the logical reasons why this or this or this should not come about. You just got to remember, the NCAA doesn't work in logic; they work in like you know, ignorance and and 
aggravation and whatever the hell they that's, want to that's, do. That's what they're. That's how. That's what they're based their arguments on most often. Are those two sub those two things? So, uh, yeah. I mean, I just want to know if I, the only thing I ask of them if they're going to just you know give us a postseason ban. And when I know that yes, everything they've said. Well, the only problem with what they said to us for us to make biscuits feel warm cozy that you know no one involved with what happened is here is that we were you know on secret double probation mm-hmm. right? we did it i mean opposed to everyone else who you know got caught they weren't on they weren't already in trouble you know on probation for being caught but then again probably shouldn't have been on probation for what we were on probation for because we probably didn't deserve the the the, the ruling we got on that one either but nonetheless yeah, I, I, I'm going in with the basic same with you. An expectation of probably getting one year, but if you're gonna do it, just do it early. Like get it. Let, let us know right off the bat. Don't don't sit there and come in in like December, or well, they won't do that. If they come in in December, it means it's oh, going to be a ban for like the next season because they've changed that the way that they do that now. Oh yeah, because they know. so I'd prefer they it to always be, go by their own rules. Well, <laughs> I mean, they have lately, so I, I'd prefer that to be October. Let's if it's going to be this season, let us know. But because you don't, the, the last thing you the want, season, yes, the last thing you want is this somehow affecting this twenty twenty three recruiting class. Like you, that's that's nightmare scenario at this point. So you want it early, and you want it to be no more than one year. And if it's a multi year postseason ban, then whew, like you're really putting Kenny Payne behind the eight. No reason it should be a multi. But then again, again, yeah, like you I said, know, yeah. like I, you can drive yourself crazy looking at all the reasons why the punishment should be this or should be that, and I won't do it again because I remember the last time, like I was knee deep in this stuff. I was looking at, you know, the arguments that Louisville was making and comparing it to past cases, looking at the dollar amount that was. Uh, exchanged in this case versus the dollar amount that was exchanged in the the Fab Mello case, uh, everything that happened there at Syracuse, everything that happened with North Carolina, everything that happened at the Notre Dame case where they ended up getting uh, kind of hit pretty hard in, on the football side of things. And I was thinking, okay, there's some some solid arguments being made here. And then, like again, because Greer had done his Big J journalism stuff, the moment where I knew we were screwed, he sent me a, a text from uh, somebody who was on the committee. And essentially it was like, I can't believe that the that U of L is trying to act like this is anything like we've seen before. I can't believe they're trying to talk about dollar amounts. Multiple times. They're trying to talk about precedent. Before. The whole text it was long. It ended up boiling down to like you guys had women being paid for sexual acts with with players and recruits. Like, like you're going to get hammered. Like you're going to get destroyed. Like we can't just sit by and not punish you for that. And right then yeah. I was like, if you're trying to, if they're going to regulate morality, like we're done. Like, like we're absolutely going to get just beaten to a pulp well, but, and we were and the difference between us and you know places like you know colorado which was way worse than what we had happen or miami or alabama where it's they've been they've had you know strippers and and, and escorts and stuff involved in pro and in, in their violations the only difference between us and all them is that ours happened in social media time and, we, it's, and, and we can we 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 have this happen to us in late 90s we we probably get off with, with what we probably deserve to get off with, which was probably just maybe a slap on the wrist. And I'll, I'll say something I've said five times before, I think. It's easier to talk about this than it is the, the Baylor stuff, the Michigan State stuff, the Ohio State stuff. When it's not sexual assault, when it's not rape, when it's not something that is just, you know, very extremely which was disturbing. Part of Colorado's case in the nineties as well. Like th- this is like this is gross. There's no question about it. I'm not trying to defend what took place. But it's also something that you can make jokes about. And Lord knows the jokes have been flying freely for the last seven years or however long this has been going on. Like, this is easier. And, and nobody, because it's so gross but so easy to talk about, everybody knows about it. 
people forget about the stuff at Baylor. People forget about the stuff at Michigan State because the NCAA didn't act on it. It wasn't out there. It wasn't reported on nearly as much because it's it's gross and people don't want to, to dive into that stuff. People don't want to hear that stuff. And they'll remember the Louisville stuff because, one, we lost a banner. Two, all the jokes that have been going around and will still continue to go around. And I think that it, it creates the stigma that Louisville's everything wrong with college athletics when – Stuff that has happened at other programs, and again, I'm saying this as a fan, I fully understand that, but I think most logical people can look at the things that have happened at other programs and say, yeah, from a strictly like ranking awful things, those were way, way worse. And they probably should have been more talked about and more well-known than what took place at UofL, but it's not. Um, Texas says Trevor has forgotten more radio start times than any of us can remember. <laughs> Uh, Texas, what's the over under that follower of Jesus is racist? I mean, I'll let you guys answer that. <laughs> nah, I'm racist, just slightly go, ignorant. Go through the timeline. <laughs> I think you can. I disagree. Uh, Texas says, well, uh, well, I'm sold. I'm seeing the new Chip and Dale instead of Top Gun. Well, Trevor's seen both. I have seen both, and I would recommend if you're going to watch both, probably watch Chip and Dale instead. First of all, you can watch it on Disney Plus at home, and I have to pay to go see it. Texas says, I guess you are paying to see it. But. Texas says, Chip and Dale today, worth a watch. Made for people in the 26 to 34 age bracket. A lot of good cameos. Yeah, a lot of I mean, it's it's full of just, just random tongue-in-cheek references as well. I enjoyed it. Texas says, Trevor's sexual attraction to an animated rabbit is the least worrisome thing to come out of a therapist session with Trevor. <laughs> First of all, I was going to, first of all, no, she's a mouse, okay? Gadget was a mouse. Get it right. Yeah. Jessica Rabbit, I had a thing for as a cartoon, but she was a human cartoon. Yeah. We didn't. But yeah, but, uh, but Gadget, yeah, I don't know. Something about Gadget just, huh, yeah. Texas. <laughs> don't stop right there. <laughs> Texas says, as far as this poll is concerned, which quick update, let's check it out. Rutherford Show poll question of the day, which we do once every three months. <laughs> the best. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep phrasing it like that. 1,149 votes. Uh, Louisville men's hoops making the tournament. People think that it's 56.6% uh, are, are voting for that as being more likely than UVA football winning f- uh, seven games, which is at 43.4% of the vote. So Texas says, is it really that people don't have faith in Scott Satterfield or is it people really high on KP because our basketball team isn't even filled out yet and we have one guard on the roster going to be a lot harder making the tournament than winning seven games as things currently stand, which I agree with. Yeah, I think it is more lack of reflection faith Satterfield. of Satterfield. Yeah, I mean, He's I mean, more of a known commodity. Yeah, and the mix with that, with, as, we, as we mentioned, the the unknown that is Kenny Payne because, I mean, still, we, we still don't know. I mean, I guess he said today, what did he say recently? He wants to play fast and... Great defense. Yeah, great defense. Great I passing. Mean, but we don't <laughs> check all the boxes there, Kenny. Uh, <laughs> I like that system. I like what I'm hearing. No turnovers. Hit three. Make shots. Score more points than the other team. I am, yeah. I <laughs> think I rhymed there, didn't I? Very disturbed by the lack of uh, mention of making shots. We yeah. got to make some shots. So, yeah, I think those two things are the, 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 the reason and difference. Because otherwise, I mean, if you're just going by – the actual odds of things happening, you have a winning seven games is more likely, I think, to happen. You'd think so. Unless we fill the roster out with a, a couple of difference makers, which we'll see. I mean, I still think the turn. I still don't think us making the tournament is out of the realm of possibility. I don't think it is either. I mean, we. I mean, you never know. I mean, you get hot. The ACC still, we don't know how, if it's, how improved it's going to be. We don't know what Duke's going to look like with no Coach K now. We don't know if, you know, North Carolina was just maybe kind of a 
a hot run in the tournament because they were very inconsistent to the regular season last year. I mean, there's, there's lots of questions with the ACC. We did have a couple of notable, you know, today's the deadline to either stay in the NBA draft or officially announce that you're coming back to college. And a handful, you mentioned the ACC, not really knowing what it's going to look like. A handful of very, very important players made their decisions known today. Justin Mutz from Virginia Tech, one of the more athletic players in the league. Um, you can use the, he's a dog. That's the, is that the dunk guy? That's the dunk guy. Yeah. Athletic, very good. Uh, played very well against us last year. Of course, they all did when they beat us. That. He had that dunk they just kept showing over and over. It, over was, it was embarrassing. Uh, yeah. He's coming back. He's going to play for Virginia Tech another season. He's pulled out of the draft. Um, Isaiah Wong, the guy who, you know, had the, there was the whole kerfuffle when they brought in, uh, yeah. you know, the, the kid from Kansas State, and they offered him the bag. And Isaiah Wong's like, "Well, I'm better than this guy, and I just took us to the Elite Eight for the first time in program history. Maybe you need to pay me more, or I'm not going to come back." And then, like a day later, was like, "We're cool. It's all good. Got taken care of." He gave the most like the dumbest version of "I was hacked" excuse. Like he pretty much he gave this long explanation. And he basically, was like I talked to my agent. We're good. Yeah, it, was, was, a, it was a miscommunication though. It was like well, the, the what came out was not exactly what I was saying. And uh, yeah, he's like from now on I'll be handling my own social media. Yeah, it's like, he's coming back to Miami, <laughs> yeah, okay. and he's very good. Miami, I think he's going to be pretty loaded. They should be a very good I mean, team. He would have been a borderline late first round pick, I would think. I mean, he's I mean six four. He can shoot. You think? I mean, he's yeah. what the NBA is looking for now. I, I mean, think he's really good. I guess he didn't get the type of feedback that he wanted. He's coming back. Yeah. The one player who is going poor. Kevin Keats at NC State just cannot catch a break. Darian Sebron, who was a uh, terrific last year for them, really the only player that kind of kept them afloat. He's staying in the NBA draft. Won four games. Well, <laughs> he was very good. He's uh, he's staying in the NBA draft. That that also that really doesn't that's, that doesn't surprise me. You think? Yeah, when the, he he would stay in the draft. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I'm I'm not surprised at that. I I mean, I feel bad for Keats. He just every time it seems like he, he got a roster that could do something. No. People leave. People get hurt. He just—he has not had a good run. You just—just just admit you just feel bad for him because he's stuck in Raleigh. No, that too. <laughs> that's, that's where you really where it all stems down to. Do you think twenty four seven sports, not two four seven sports? I only read two four seven. I don't. They know. Have, I don't they, read twenty four seven. They've come out with their first bowl projections for this upcoming college football season. Do you think they have Louisville in a bowl game? If it is, I hope it's not against the military academy because that hasn't worked out well. Can I get an answer? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. They do. They have Louisville playing in the Duke's Mayo Bowl against Penn State, the bowl game famous for dumping mayonnaise on the, on the winning coach. Us versus Penn State. Those jokes would be flying. Are we going to dump mayonnaise on Satterfield? <laughs> Satterfield better let us dump mayonnaise on him if we're playing the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Did they do it last year, though, The coach, but the coach was wearing like a like a protective suit? Yeah, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. Yeah, it was not. It, it was definitely let down to, with the expectations I had. Um, Texas, it's John Mulaney and Andy Samberg as Chip and Dale. Ooh, and it Tom, is. And Tim Robinson also has a part. It's honestly a fantastic movie. Well, if those three are involved, then yeah, I may watch it. Yeah, Chip is uh, Chip is John Mulaney. You're a big fan of huge Samberg. I didn't recognize his voice. Samberg was right off the bat. I was like, okay, that's. Uh, but I think Will Arnett's in it. Yeah, there's it's it's a star-studded cast. Texas, Trevor telling a story no one cares about. Zero percent chance Trevor does his homework. One hundred percent he fakes watching the game. Oh, I'll watch the game because there's no way I can remember all the details that I had to go through from from 17 years ago, 19 years ago, 20 years ago. Uh, people are asking about the, the latest hoops transfer. We, we can talk about the rumors that are out there. Uh, have you have you have you seen any of this? The the latest guy, not Trevor Keels, although people keep bringing that. Did he up. pull his name out? He, he's expected to. If he hasn't yet, well, I thought the deadline was yesterday. Or well, did, it's today. Oh, it's today. Okay. Yeah, that's so why. That's why I just read off all those announcements that were made today. Well, I mean, I what's the what's the time? Is it midnight? Maybe. Or? Yeah. Okay. It, June 1st is the deadline. So before midnight Let, tonight. Eastern midnight? 
I would assume so, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, I didn't want people to live in California. Maybe considering Western men. I don't know. I think Wasn't that an issue one time? Okay, Trevor. Okay. Anyways, Trevor Keels has not made a decision one way or the other. But have you seen the name that is being talked about, that's being bandied about, if you will? I have not. It is a familiar name. Okay. Courtney Ramey. Coming in, remember, once upon a time, Courtney Ramey was committed to Louisville. He was going to come here. He ended up spurning us for, like everybody seems to, for Texas, where he spent the last, I think, four seasons. And there's a there's palpable buzz about the, out there, at least locally, that Courtney Ramey, who has, he has officially pulled his name out of the NBA draft, is going to wind up coming to Louisville. Now, the weird thing about this, and I'm not, I'm not saying that there's not legitimate information out here, because people have sources, people know things, but it is getting a little bit, maybe worrisome that we've had like four of these cases already this off season where locally you've got people and it's not the same people or the same person or the same, whatever, but you've had people who have been like, I'm hearing good things about this player coming to Louisville and nobody nationally is saying the same thing. <laughs> and this is another one of those cases where locally people are like, Ooh, Courtney Ramey, we may end up with Courtney Ramey. And everybody nationally is saying, looks like West Virginia, looks like Illinois or looks like Kansas state. Is it the product of us just seeing a guard's name on the list and locally people are just like, we could get him maybe? I mean, I'm assuming these people know something or have heard something. I, I'm not pretending to know anything. I'm not pretending to have heard anything. But they're, like, I haven't seen anybody nationally talk about the possibility of Courtney Ramey ending up at Louisville. And if he does, good. Like, like he, he would be a nice addition. I'll get out in front of this now. I'm not the biggest fan of his game. I, like he's just I mean, kind of a – he ended up being a, a whatever player for all four years he was at Texas. Now, could we use what he, what he does? Sure. Like he would play off the ball. He's not going to be a point guard. Um, I know he split time with Andrew Jones a little bit a couple of years ago, and I think it became apparent that Jones was the much better true point guard than Ramey was. He played off the ball entirely this season. His turnovers went way down. This is this went way down too as well, but that's to be way expected. Down, yeah. He he shoots it well enough from three, thirty five percent last season. He's not a fantastic shooter. He's not. He, he's just kind of a he's a he's a good not great guard. I think is is what he's been at Texas. But at this point, we could use a good not great guard in our backcourt. Well, that was one hell of a sell job. You I, look, I, it's not my it's not I my mean, job. I can't so. wait now. I mean, I mean, you heard how excited I got for Tyrese Hunter when he was on our list. You heard how excited I got for Isaiah Mosley. You heard how excited I was for some of these players, Baylor Shireman, when he was out there. I, I I'm not going to sit here and pretend after writing about Courtney Ramey for the last four years, like like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I think he's been uh, he's been a disappointment in college so far. I mean, we're they're he's not Rocket Watts. They do. That's the best thing I can say about it. <laughs> That's. Setting the bar high there on that one. Uh, the, yeah, the Texas owes us a guard, right? I mean, they've they taken, owe us like five. Yeah, they've taken the last couple from us. Plus, I still think they owe us for Charlie Strong a little bit, even though it's more than a little bit. So, I mean, I, I'm with you though. Yeah, I don't remember him with the Louisville connection, but then again, you know how well I'm recruiting, you know, now opposed to even just four years ago. But yeah, I you say that, and I barely remember him at Texas, to be honest with you. Like I, I had to like look him up just to get a, to get a refreshing in my memory of him being there because zero impact on my on my, my on my mind of him being there. And that, that, but that being said, yes, him coming, I would take him because he's a guard, and we need we have four spots. Why the hell not at this point? I mean, we've got room to take a chance on somebody, but. I'm not. I'm not going to do backflips, let alone probably stand up for for Courtney Ramey. The most memorable thing he did at Texas in four years, at least to me, was two years ago. 
take a terrible shot in a tie game at the end of regulation going into overtime and then get into a fight with Andrew Jones on the sideline, his teammate, because he took such a terrible shot. Like, I was like, that's, that's what I remember about the Courtney Ramey era that's, in that's, Austin. That's, that's, a, that's a great memory to have of somebody. <laughs> if he come, like, would I take him right now? No question. Like, I mean, wait, we need him because we need a guard. He's yeah. probably better than, than most of the players in the portal, but he's not. I, I don't think he's like a Carly Jones type difference maker. I don't think he's like Tyrese Hunter would have been, or even like like Malachi Smith would have been. Uh, and Malachi Smith is not committed anywhere, but everybody seems to think that he's going to Gonzaga. So we'll, we'll see. Like, I mean, would you say his contribution to us would be almost like a Trey Lewis type transfer level? I think it's probably a good comparison. I, which, I think. Which would you you take at this point? Yeah, I mean, again, I'm gonna. T- I hope he's not listening for recruiting reasons, but yeah, he's like, never come on the show. Like, I mean, we'll, I can see right now they have me do the recruiting. Courtney, hey, this is Trevor. Hey, Courtney, how's it going? Hey, so you think I should come to Louisville? Well, I mean, it'd be nice to have you, but I mean, we don't like you too much. But you know, hey, beggars can't be choosers, so come on aboard. You know, we just need a guard. I mean, that's. I don't think it's going to be the selling point, but it's kind of the truth. Yeah, and I mean, you don't go up and like blow sunshine up his rear end and be like, "We need you. You're going to be impactful here." To, and, well, and, I mean, right as of right now, he probably starts at the two. Like, I think you plug him right in and start him at the two. Well, unless Mike James wants to play the two. God, Mike James needs to be awesome. <laughs> You're putting a whole lot oh, on Mike man. James just being a superstar but, from day one. By, by, this, by six months from now, Mike James will be like in the basketball hall of fame to me. Guy was barely <laughs> walking a month ago, and you're like, he better be Kemba. He better be Kemba in year one. Hey, they had Kimba on that uh, 30 for 30 last night. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know if he – I mean, guess he starts. I mean – I think he would. Of course, if we get him, then little fans are going to like act like he's probably like you know this great guard. But well, yeah, so we do. But fans do. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the off season. We need let's, guys. Let's 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 not you know let's hold back a little bit there. Um, Texas podcast listener, if it wasn't at Tinseltown, I'd say the texter from yesterday was talking about me. My high maintenance wife and four year old daughter make me go to get movie theater popcorn for at home movie nights. Re- oh, man. I'm not. Are you? Are you? Are you one of those that, that goes and gets the popcorn for movie night at home to watch a movie at the house? Well, no, we don't. We, our kids are too young for movie night. We haven't we haven't gotten there yet. Well, no, but I'm just even like whether it be you know in, with married before the kids or even in a relationship before her. You know, that's not we don't bring that up. But you know, just were you were you a let's go get some popcorn and watch a movie guy at home? I, I I make popcorn for movies, but it wasn't like let's go get it. Like we, I always had popcorn at the house because I like oh, popcorn see, a lot. Yeah. I, I only popcorn to movie theater, never anywhere else. I hope it was that texture. I hope he got caught going into Cincinnati and going and getting movie theater popcorn and just leaving by himself. Speaking of movies, but he also got one Coke <laughs> or large. I always drink. do get the large drink though. I always get the large drink. And this this annoys me, and this happened at Maverick. And I know this is on the this is also brought up on the new Progressive commercial, but. I, I mean, hate people who clap into the movies and theaters. I don't like it either. I just want to take something and throw it at them. Like, I, I mean, it, it just, oh, you have no idea how much it just irritates me. Which is worse, clapping, is at, clapping at the end of the movie hell. or clapping when a flight lands? <laughs> both really annoy me. Oh, both, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> a movie might annoy me more, though. It's just cause, first of all, a, this movie wasn't that good. It annoys me when it's a bad movie. B, it's like, who are you clapping for? Why? Why? I mean, I, I know I'm repeating myself in this commercial, but it's that, that progressive commercial, if you haven't seen it, like, his, just like, like, he went inside my head and put it on, on a TV commercial because I've always felt. No one here made the freaking movie. No one cares you liked. I mean, nah, just, ugh. 
Are we really clapping at the end of Charlie's Angels full throttle? <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Nothing revolutionary just took place in the last two hours. I mean, one thing annoyed me when I went and saw Force Awakens was like the the scene when they finally reveal like the uh, the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Like people start clapping in the theater. I'm like, no! why are you? Uh? It's just, a it's a it's an obvious plugged nostalgia. I mean, just letting everybody know that they're aware of what that is. They're just I mean, letting them know. <laughs> Got to let people know. Really? You're at the, you're at the opening of a packed house Star Wars movie. You you knew what the Millennium Falcon was. I had no idea it's what that was. It's an acknowledgement. Was. Just I'm letting gl- people know. I'm glad you brought it to my attention. I was like, well, that ship looks familiar. <laughs> Seriously. Texas says, is it- This is the 70 version of me. <laughs> Texas says, is it fair to, to vote for the Louisville football seven wins because we still don't have a full basketball roster? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, whatever your reasons, yeah. I yeah. think uh, like, this is as of right now. At, at this point, I guess just kind of plug in the four players that you like. I've got no idea what's going on. I want to say like Imani Bates and three other guys. I've got no idea what the hell's going on with Imani Bates. Is he in America? Is he is he working out? Is he playing basketball? What the hell's going on with this kid? I've got no clue if we still are in a good spot with him or not. Like people Where are saying all sorts of different things. Is Imani Bates again? This this goes back to like Kenny Payne being so secretive, potentially being great for the future of the program, but and me loving it as a fan, but it being awful for for us doing radio every day because we have got no idea what's going on. Um, it does open up several uh, hypothetical things. We, we're, we're just going to go down now. It does, but th- we're just like making stuff up. Yeah, but we do that anyway. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like, let's look at every player who's pulling his name out of the draft today. Would you like that guy? Because you like this guy. <laughs> what if Drew Timmy comes back? Would you like him? Of course you would. There it is. Put on the message boards. Oh, yeah. Drew Timmy's a cardinal. We're taking him from Kentucky. Uh, Texas says, add my dad to the AOL Army. Look, we're strong. <laughs> we're growing stronger every day. I picture. Remember, you ever seen that iconic like Royal Rumble from the, like the poster from the '90s, where they're all just like gang members? Yeah, that's how I picture the Hello Army looking like. It's you're like, exactly right. Like you, you as Hogan with like the cut off shirt, and the chain around your neck. That's wood. No, <laughs> that's I'm more. Uh, I'm Gangrel in the back. Gangrel wasn't on that one yet. He was. You just didn't look closely <laughs> enough. Uh, Texture also says just finished listening to yesterday's show, and Trevor thought Pilates was a sandwich. I mean, it sounds like it. Pilates and Panini, they both start with P, but they do not sound alike. I'm just Pilates, Panini, they're very similar. I've never had either one, by the way. Can't get you. I, I can't give that to I've you. I've never had a Panini or Pilates. Or either. I've never done Panini or I've never had a Pilates. Doesn't shock me. Texas random text from a podcast listener. Top Gun Maverick got a 97% from Rotten Tomatoes no, and an 8.7 on IMDb. Not bad for a, quote, derivative sequel there, TK. Yeah, not too bad. 8.7 on IMDb speaks pretty loud. What was the, the Rotten Tomatoes? 97% positive. Okay, always do the advert for Rotten Tomatoes because they are idiots there. I mean, you talk about... But IMDb is, is both like normal so people a, and movie reviewers. It should be. If I was going to give it a Rotten Tomatoes, it would be more like a 65, 66 maybe. I don't... Like, I'm not a IMDb snob. Like, there's movies that are in the top 250 that I just don't like. But I usually have like a, a threshold. If it's below a 7 and not a comedy, because comedies are all over the place. But if it's below a 7 and not a comedy, I feel like I'm probably not going to like it. Yeah. But 8.7, I feel like I'm probably going to like it. I never really read it. It'll go it. down, though. That's how this, this sure always will, works. Yeah. There's like an the initial... Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, I mean, any movie that comes out in the last five years, they just basically fall head over heels for every time. They're just the most hyper, hyperbolic... we got to see what the Chippendale... What's the name of the new Chippendale movie? Rescue Rangers. I've got to see what Chippendale Rescue Rangers is on Rotten Tomato. I mean, if I had to give it a Rotten Tomato score, I'd say probably in the mid-early 70s. 82%? Okay. So Rotten Tomatoes likes Chippendale. Does that make you feel well, worse like about it? like every movie. 7.1 on IMDb. 
It's easier than a prom date. They like everything. They don't like everything. The Miami movies, they've given out more hundreds in the last like few years than ever in the history of like well, movie cinema. 97 to Maverick. I mean, what was the movie, they, the uh, the Skeleton Key ripoff movie they gave 100 to? I mean. No idea what you're talking about. Oh, the Get Out, which was. I never saw it. I heard yeah, good things. It was all right. People who I trust in their movie predict, like really liked it. It was, I mean, it was. It, it, was, it got like, a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it was. 7.7 on It basically took the plot from Skeleton Key is all they pretty much did. Do you like any movie made after 1985? Good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I find, I, man, I'm slightly insulted when you people say that. Like, I like newer movies. I just don't, excuse me if I'm not the, oh, it's new. It's awesome. Oh, I love it. What's the best movie you've seen after 2010 in the last five months? Problem is, is I don't know if, what, You'd have to give me like names of the popular movies because I forget. It's kind of a blur of the year it was released in my head. So like, you, I mean, the fact I, that you can't immediately think of one. Well, after 2010, yeah. I mean, both Tarantino movies I know I like. They both came out since then. Which ones? Uh, I think both uh, Django and uh, Inglorious Bastards. Time. No, Inglorious Bastards was like 2007. Was that early? <clears throat> yeah, it was like 07, 08. Yeah. I like all those movies. Uh, I mean, those two come to mind. Um, <coughs> Oh, I told you that movie, the Adam Driver movie I watched not too long ago, which was really good. The marriage uh, one? Marriage yeah, story? that was an excellent movie. I didn't make it through that. Um, it's because it's probably not enough action and, and simplification in the dialogue for you. No, Mary fell asleep, and then I didn't want to watch it anymore. I thought it was really good. Um, I'm just, there's been some other ones, too. I mean, I like the Green Book movie. That was a really good one. Okay, all right. I mean, there's movies, again, it's so easy, like, just because I don't love everything, like, everyone else falls over heels for. But you also have named, like, 700 movies from the 80s that you think are all great movies. Well, those have nostalgic key pulls to me. Exactly. But just because, and just because I loved them back then doesn't mean want to see them just, like, they're, they're, you know, they're, uh, what's the word, they're, uh, not reputation, but they're, their legacy run through the mud because, you know, like Ghostbusters, you know, whatever with Melissa McCarthy in it. Yeah. Texture says, I don't know, know what this was referencing uh, about 20 minutes ago. That was the edgiest thing Trevor has ever said. Also says Inglorious Bastards was 2009. Okay. So it was so still before 2010. Texture says, I like how Trevor is defending his point that it's a bad movie against a friggin' poll of the people on Rotten Tomatoes. Trevor, you're not right. There is no right and wrong. You're in the minority. Most people disagree with you. This shouldn't be shocking to you. Yeah, I also don't care. <laughs> Trevor says, Trevor's the only person I've heard say anything bad about the new Top Gun. Sorry, the truth hurts. You you just didn't want to like it. People, I mean, I'll go back and watch it again. You just didn't like it. You just didn't want to no like it. There's no reason to like it. It's not, I mean, it's not, I'm not going to say it's horrible. I, I shouldn't say it's horrible. But people are acting like it's better than the original, which is not even close. That's what makes you mad. Yes, because it is he basic. Do you think Hangover 2 is better than Hangover? No. Okay, because that's what this was. It was Hangover 2. It's it's a sequel to the it's the same thing. It's like what you know you get the same kind of it's derivative of all the stuff that was cool in the first one. They redo it usually. They don't go far away from the script of the original. And yes, they, one could argue. I'm calling me hypocrite to say, well, Trevor, you loved Force Awakens. That's kind of the same way. They pretty much did. It was, but it was also a continuation, not a sequel. Texas Trevor's wrong. Well, you're you're wrong, Texter. <laughs> Texas says Trev's the boss. No, you're right, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says LMAO. People really like this. Texas says it's way better than the original. Oh, you're high. Texas says ask Trevor if he claps when his guy stops though and drops stops through and drops it off. <laughs> <laughs> nope, but I hug him. <laughs> Texas says over under on how many times TK has said I was curious in his life. I was curious. Ooh, probably a lot. 
I want. I get. If it's not food, I'll give things. A, if it becomes an entertainment, I'll give everything a shot. Texas says, if you hadn't crushed it last week, we may believe you, but your mind was made up, and the world disagrees with you. Take your L and go home. Oh, the world disagrees with me. Oh, 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 Lord! The world, the world is not wrong about something. Texas says a continuation is a sequel. No, no, there is a difference. Texas, how do we get less Trevor? <laughs> I would say change the channel. Change the channel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Texas asked Trevor if he clapped when Captain America was worthy of. Well, I don't even know what this word means in Endgame. I'm going to say no because I've never. I don't watch the comic book movies. I have heard like everybody was like going nuts at one part in that Infinity whatever it is. Now I will Infinity say War. this for those that want to be called me the hater. I don't get into the comic book movies, but I don't hate on the. I don't hate on them. Like, I don't either. Like it's fine that people like. I, I just. I, I never was a comic book. It just, kid. They don't do it for me. I understand. I'm like, the same way. And even with this movie, I said this. I think I replied to a texter yesterday uh, on the text line. I was like, listen, it's if you like the Top Gun sequel, that's fine. I mean, it's you know, it, it is what it is. It's kind of shut your brain off action flick that you know doesn't have a lot of substance to it, and and it is a sequel of the original. So it's kind of a rip off of that. See, but you're kind of talking down to it there. But it'd be, but I mean, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. If you if you like that, that's fine. I mean, it's I consider it a guilty pleasure more than anything. But see, I'm willing to say like Marvel movies, they might be great. Like I just don't have. They don't do it for me. They don't do it for me. I, I, I've watched a few that I like. I've got friends that are all about it. I just didn't grow up. As a like, I never read comic books. I never got into. It. I don't know like all the inside stuff, like the little Easter eggs in these movies that my friends go nuts over. They've got, I've got no frame of reference I, for them. I didn't either, but I don't think you need to have that to. You don't, to like but like, these. I, but like, I also feel like I'm left out when they're talking about like, oh, that's a nod to this. Like, I want to know like all the backstories. I would have to be really, really into it to like really like all the movies. So I end up just not watching. And I understand like they're they're really well made. The the dialogue's great. The stories are great. And a lot of them, it just is not for me. And I don't, I don't actually dislike all the comp movies. I like I, the, the first X Men back in like you know was it ninety nine two thousand, like the, the original first X Men run. I enjoyed all well the first one at least. The second and third one were very good, but um, I liked Ant Man and liked the sequel. Um, I liked Guardians of the Galaxy and the sequel wasn't awful. I did too. I thought both were good. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I liked. I mean, I'm trying to think the sad thing is one. I thought Guardians of the Galaxy was just like just a made up thing. Like I didn't realize it was based off of a I comic book. I thought it was just like a new movie about. Kind of like capitalizing on the superhero genre. And I'll say uh, on that same note, James Gunn, who wrote that, you know, he did the new Suicide Squad in the Peacemaker show that's on HBO. I love the Peacemaker show on HBO. I think it's go. hilarious. Texas clapping at the end of a movie is only allowed for people who are attending the movie in the first weekend it's out. No, there's no excuse. I don't care if you were, I don't care if your grandfather directed the damn thing. You don't clap in a theater. Since I'm admitting embarrassing things this week, which just seems to be a trend, I, I, I can admit this. When Mary and I first started dating, this is like, October of 2008. We went to a movie. It was I the, together that long. Well, we had a little break. Oh, right? okay. This is the first. Okay. Brief hiatus. This was round one. Okay. This is round one, <laughs> if you will. So. I was going to say, I thought that was weird. Yeah. It's October, November of 2008. We went and saw, I don't even remember the name of the movie. It's the the Angelina Jolie movie where she like loses her son and like they, they act like they found the kid and it comes back and she realizes slowly that it wasn't actually her son that she was raising and nobody believes her. Like, like Oh, I think I, I know, can't remember the name yeah, of it, but we I, went and saw it. I know what you're talking I never watched it, but I the, the previews are ringing a bell. Yeah, it was fine. It was a, a fine yeah. movie. But we, we double-dated with our friend who actually, she lived with uh, my buddy Kircher and his girlfriend, now wife Ashley at the time. All right. And so we leave the theater and they both see, she had been all into the Twilight books. Like the, the Twilight, which I knew nothing about at the time. Mm, still don't know anything about And so we're leaving the theater and we see, it's a Thursday night, and we see that like the first Twilight movie is premiering at midnight. And the girls are like, oh my God, like I, we had no idea. 
like, would you guys be willing to, it's like 10 o'clock, the movie's starting. She's like, would you be willing to like come back here in two hours to watch this? And I'm like, I mean, new relationship. What am I going to say? Like, of course. Clearly, since you all both did that, no wonder you married them. Both. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You, that that shows love. I had to have seen, seen a future it. to say yes to yeah, that. I mean. So we come back at midnight. I've got no idea what the hell I'm walking into. Like, yeah. I don't realize that this is like a pop culture phenomenon. That this is like a craze. We walk in and we're like 20 minutes early for the movie. Only seats available are right at the front. Everybody's dressed in like vampire clothing and stuff. Like my buddy and I are wearing like like what I'm wearing now, like like shirt, khaki shorts, and like a hat. Like I'm like, what the hell is going on here? The first time that who's the main Edward, uh, the main dude, I've seen Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I mean, you would have thought like like the, those BTS kids are like the who's the the you know <laughs> BTS could like pop up on stage that make everybody go nuts. Like theater erupts, like screeches everywhere. I'm like, what? What is going on with my you life right now that I'm here? people there on top of it? I no, mean, like these are all people around our age. I mean, we're, I'm 23 at the time. Yeah. Like this is like, it's absolute insanity in this place. I've never been more out of place in my entire life. I never got into the vampire craze. This is I, when it was like at the peak. Yeah. The whole, what was the show on HBO that was real popular that, um. True Blood? Yeah. I never, I never watched, I never got into that. I think I watched the first couple seasons. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't hate vampire, interview the vampire I love. Great, Great movie. movie. Uh, way better than Village of the Damned. That was or the Queen of the Damned, which was the sequel, which was awful. Never saw it uh, with Aaliyah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't watch. You know, there's there's some old school vampire movies I watch, but yeah, I, I never got into the vampire craze either. I'm kind of kind of glad that that that's gone by the wayside. The only thing I've ever seen at Twilight was similar situation, double date, and we went to the drive-in. But we were going to see the Fantastic Four, and I don't know if you remember the drive. Like you can see two screens. At the yeah, scene. yeah. And like that was we went to go see. Which, I mean, it's like pick your poison over here. It's like the first Fantastic Four or, or one of the Twilight movies on the other screen. It was like there's, there's no right answer. It's like it's like the Saw version of real life in a movie theater. Um, <laughs> texture points out it was Changeling as the movie that the Angelina Jolie movie. Thank you, and it is based on a true story. There you go. Uh, we got more. Was it any good? It was. I liked it. I remember like I never saw it again. I, I, I what happened to Angela? She's like fell off the place of the earth, didn't she? Yeah, she's. She's. I don't know. She's you know, raising seventeen kids. ninety kids. Exactly. From South All right, we talked way too long. We got to take a quick break. We'll have a very short segment to come back and wrap up hour number two. We. Uh, I don't know how we got there, but whatever. This it's what the show is. I don't know it's who we right. are. It's what we do. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll have a short segment. We'll wrap up hour number two. Coming up here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Got way too caught up in movie banter there. But the text line, look, this is the most, we've got a lot of responses on everything today, and this is probably the most. This is what the people are into this. Am I more passionate about movies or sports? Based on strictly talking to you three hours a day on a sports radio show, I would say movies. I mean, think about this. I think you're more passionate about Louisville sports than movies. Or Eagles, But maybe. sports in general, I mean, think about, you go home, like, we've got two big-time professional sports leagues in the thick of their playoffs. You're watching movies most nights over these games. <laughs> I think well, that answers your question there. 
Yeah, I guess. Well, also hockey. I've just never been a big hockey. I, like I, I've always like you're wearing a flyer shirt right now. You wear a, you wear a hockey shirt in your seventy five percent of the days. And I actually enjoy like learning, reading history about like the Stanley Cup and hockey history. Like I embrace that, but but I just don't, just don't like watching the games. I just don't like watching the game. I really don't. Last night was eight to six. What could you more, more could you have wanted? Is that is that like if you're hockey like traditionalist? That's kind of like driving you nuts, right? No, I think people were into it because well, the thing is that they couldn't crap on it because it was the second most goals ever scored in a conference final series game, and the the the, the series that had the game that had more was from the height of like traditional hockey fandom, the '85 series between the Oilers and the Blackhawks. It was ten to five. 15 wow. total goals, and Gretzky's, you know, he's doing all the, the post-game stuff, and so they're like, Wayne, you were in that game, like, oh, he's like, yeah, it was yeah. a tremendous game, but last night, I mean, most of the goals were earned, the two goalkeepers sucked, like, they sucked, period, Kemper got hurt for the avalanche, so they went to the backup, um, Smith got pulled for the Oilers after he'd given up seven goals in, like, 12 minutes, uh, and they went to their backup, but it was insane, like, I, so the, the, it's three to two at the end of the first period. Fantastic first period. I'm like, it can't get much better than this. I go, I, I'm checking. Virginia is demanding to, she doesn't, she'll say it very nicely, but she's like, I don't like daddy shows when I've got hockey or a different sport on. So she is turned she's not on. a hockey fan, huh? She's not a sports fan. So she's turned on like a, a mini show or whatever in the main room. So I've got the, the, the TV going in the bedroom. I'm checking in. We're getting the kids ready for bed. I go in there. I'm like, oh, second period just started. It's three to two. I check back quite literally three minutes later, and it's four to three. There have been two goals in the first two minutes of action, of, of real-time action in the game. It, and it just kept happening. Every time I looked up, I'm like, oh, my God, it's six to three now. Oh, it's six to four. It's going to be like that all season. I mean, is this kind of like – because I know like a lot of people, like they still have like this like uh, old-school th- thought of like how hockey's all in them, but fighting and stuff, which has been pretty much out of hockey for like 20 years or so. I mean, you'll have some fights, obviously, but – like the 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 image of you know what you saw like watching Slapshot, like or the Hanson brothers or something like that's not in the NHL anymore. Like that's I think kind of moved it out out beyond. It's moved on <laughs> since then. I mean you don't see there's not as much clutching and grabbing in the which is good. It plays up the you game. Don't, you don't see as much of people pulling shirts over the heads and beating each other. I don't know, man. That's still very much a part of it. There's still a lot of to dirty the, to play. To the degree, like you saw it like back in like the '80s and stuff. I mean, obviously the NBA is the same way. You can say, yeah. I mean, I mean look at the the Blues Avalanche series last game. I mean, you had the, the cheap shots on Kadri. You had him um, taking out the goalie and then getting a water bottle thrown at him after the game. Like there's a, there's still very much a like that element to it, but I mean, I also think when I think of that, but there's less of the playoffs because there's more at stake. True, I guess, yeah. I mean, and when I think of that, I also think of hockey like being kind of more low scoring, like like a soccer level. Like I know it's not like the same soccer. I mean, hockey's more compared it's to up basketball. From like 15 but, years ago, it, like it, because people hated those Devils teams where they used to just like they would throw the dump the puck in the corner, clutch and grab, and then they would try to win games like two o two one. And the, that was the late 90s or mid early 2000s. Or early, okay, and NHL basically changed the rules to try to make it more free-flowing, higher-scoring, all that stuff. And, the, the and they did it right. The yeah. NFL changed on defensive backs, kind of. And I think you're going to see a big uptick in hockey now because the game has gotten so much more fun to watch in the last 15 years, but it just happened to coincide with ESPN dropping the contract. So they haven't been, you know, they've been playing on NBC Sports Network and NBC. TBS, yeah. And now they're back on ESPN. They have this deal. And this is the first year, and I think you're going to see hockey, like there's going to be a next boom in the USA. I think it's going to happen. I mean, the scoring will obviously help. I mean that's that's I mean that's offense is going to sell tickets. I mean defense the defense wins championships. Offense yeah. sells tickets type thing. I mean, so, uh, I, I don't know. I just I try to watch hockey and I, I I've been able to like as I got older got into more enjoying and watching soccer, but hockey I still can't. 
Hey, different strokes. Maybe I need maybe I, like I need both. the lit up the lit up puck like Fox used to do back in the day. That was terrible. Awful. You know, Awful <laughs> decision. <laughs> yeah, maybe I need Let's to. go do a couple of these texts real quickly before I know this is gonna be a short segment because we talked so long before the break. Uh Texas says, You going in blind to Twilight is my new favorite story. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. I had no idea what I was getting into. And I then complain, yeah. I think you had never even heard of it, like I think Mary had maybe mentioned it. Like okay. we were just like starting. So like that night also, like you want to talk about like, you're right. Like making points. Like that night was the first night that like Mary was like, we're dating, aren't we? Like, are we like boyfriend, girlfriend? I was like, I mean, I guess like, like I'm I, going to see twilight with you, sweetheart. Twilight, twi- <laughs> yeah. twilight made some plays for me. It was a nice <laughs> night. Texas says, did that you- count as two dates by the way? It should. Cause we know what happens on the third date. Well, I mean, we'd already been, we, we already, we've been on dates before that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this was like two months into like the whole like whatever we are courting stage. I love how you're, you're having the talk at Twilight. It was after Twilight. <laughs> Twilight. No, it was, it was after Twilight. <laughs> it was back at her house. Texas True Blood is a great vampire show. Yeah, I really liked it for the first like two or three seasons, and then it, it took a nosedive. Again, that's the same thing I'll say with like the comic movies. If you like, I mean, I have no problem with it. It was popular. I mean, I'm sure it was. I have friends that liked it, but it I love the concept. I tried. Wa- I did try watching it, and I want to say it was the end of. I think it was the first season I watched because it was the one where like the guy, uh, uh, the the one black girl, like her eyes would go completely black or something, and like she got possessed. Yeah, like in the first season, like that was like the last I saw of it. Texas vampires can't be heroes, even if they're clear. <laughs> Wait a minute, vampires can't be heroes. Um, Why can't they be heroes? I don't know. I mean, I, can, I think a vampire could be a hero, right? They've they've had to do some pretty crappy stuff, I'm sure, to get to where they are. Like you can't just go straight to like finding a way to to survive with sustenance that's not humans. You've had to have eaten some people to be as old as these vampires are. Well, every no, every vampire is a horrifying Brad backstory. Pitt lived on rats. Yeah, but they had to get to a point where they figured out how to get there. That's true. When you're when you're a new when you're a newbie vampire, newborn, you're eating people every day. Well, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. biting you're like Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, you're just you know, I want more. You're just killing babies. Yeah. Oh, like, I like Lost Boys. That's a vampire movie. It's like every politician. You've got a horrible backstory. Even the ones who are trying to do good things now. They did some terrible things to get to where they are. That's like vampires. And I said, I've said it before. The one, the one who uh, yells about people's uh, inefficiencies the most are the ones that are they're probably the dirtiest behind the scenes. I don't know what that means. I don't know how that re- relates to what we were just talking about. I don't know either. I just like pointing it out. Like, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I just don't. Neither here nor there. I just found a reason to bring it up. <laughs> Mark Twain's real name was Samuel Clements. Was it really? Yeah. You, come on, Trevor. I didn't know he had a Mark Twain one in his real name? No. It was a pseudonym. Or not a pseudonym, it was a, a pen name. Pen name, yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was a pen name. I was like, I thought you had it wrong there on that one. Yeah. Uh I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, how I many is that common knowledge? Yeah, I think so. Pretty Apparently sure. not. Since I know what was his real name? Samuel Crumb? Samuel Clements. Oh, Clemens. Um Huh. Texas, I'm, I'm stuck in Nashville traffic, so I won't make it at home to s- time to send pics. But rest assured, Mike and Trevor. Oh, this is the guy who named the roosters after us. Uh, oh, yeah. Mike and Trevor are settling in nicely. Trevor is a huge hit with the hens so far. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man, there's so many bad jokes I could make right now. I'm just going to hold my tongue, though, on it. Texas, I mean, <laughs> we, we, we can all see them. We all, we all know what I we're mean, talking we about. all know where we're going. It's yeah. why the first time the guy sent in that text, I thought it was just like he, him laying on some thick double entendre to get me to say some stuff I shouldn't have said. I mean, you have no idea how much I have to hold back. I'm like biting. I've, I've got a, a mark on my, on my tongue right now where I'm biting it. Texas, three people clapped during the second 300 movie that they released several years three, ago. Uh, three. I was the fourth person in the theater who witnessed that dog bleep movie. I cannot fathom why those three people clapped. Okay, I would not be, you would not be in trouble for throwing something at that person. Like just being them with the, whatever left of your soda is in your cup. 
That, that's, there was a sequel to 300, by the way. I don't think I knew that either. <laughs> I didn't know that. That, there's problem number one. Okay, there's your first issue. Texas says only East End white dudes like Maverick. Am I wrong? East End white dudes? I don't know about I, that. I don't think no. that's right at all, based on what I've seen. Based on the reaction I've seen, a lot of non-East End white dudes and females like Maverick. Yeah. And Trevor, you're also kind of an East End white dude. I'm as East End white dude as they come. You are, and you don't like Maverick. I'm like the prototype, yeah. Texas says projectile Kraken shirt Trevor would kick Top Gun Maverick's ass. Damn Skippy. <laughs> the image is still it's like a week old text now and i still can't stop thinking about it oh i just yeah just texting with no seatbelt flying through the air taking somebody out uh texas says have you guys seen the dark knight trilogy the dark knight is peak sequel material yeah i loved it i was I never a dark movies. knight fan see but i love batman growing up I, and i do and i love the first batman the 88 one um that was always my favorite but i like that one too i don't know i just never got into the i wouldn't yeah, I just never got into a lot of I Batman. I liked Batman Begins. Plus, they've been rebooted so many freaking times. I liked those three, though. I liked all three of them. I saw the last one in Chicago on my uh, friend's wedding weekend, and it was like the day after there'd been a, that big shooting at that theater in like, Colorado. Right, yeah, I was on the air for that. And like, everybody that, yeah. was on edge. It was so weird, but like the movie was great. Yeah. Jessel Neck had to get in trouble for that tweet when he retweeted that, and he was like, so, out of curiosity, how was the movie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the I've only seen The Dark Knight, the, the first one. The uh, the Why You So Serious one. That's the only one I've seen. I've never watched the other ones. Well, Batman Begins was technically the first one. Oh, okay, that's what, with uh, Katie Holmes, right? Right. And then she yeah, got I, subbed out for uh, yeah, Gyllenhaal, I did, Maggie Gyllenhaal. I take that back. I did see that one, and I guess I saw the second one. So, well, I didn't love either one of them. The second one definitely was better. The Katie Holmes was boring to me. I, thought, I liked it. Dark Knight was definitely better. And Dark Knight Rises was was better too. That was the third one, I guess. Yeah. Which is very weird to have a, a third in a trilogy be any good. Yeah, and the second one was probably very the best rare. of all, which is even more rare. Like the second's the best of all three. Okay. Um, Texas Trevor, any interest in seeing that Elvis movie that comes out later this month? Everyone is hyping up. I've only heard terrible things about that movie. Oh, is it's it got a like biopic awful movie? reviews. Yeah. I'm kind of over the biopic thing because they all kind of they all look at the exact same. They're all shot in the same kind of film, and it's uh, once you. Like since I watched the um, uh, the one on Queen and the one on NWA, like post that, it's like I'm done with them kind of yeah. right now. Texas says this, this is the way we have to end the second hour. Yeah, well, Trevor, a clap is not warranted every time Arby's hands you a roast beef in the drive-through. I disagree. <laughs> Perfect way to end the second hour. When we come back, more Scott Satterfield audio. He got asked the question about Jeff Brom's comments. Spoiler alert: He's heard them. What did he have to say? We'll play the audio coming up after the break and talk more about this Louisville basketball uh, transfer rumors and the poll question. We'll, we'll revisit that, see your thoughts, see how, they, uh, how the other votes are going. Hour number three of the Mike Rutherford Show on the way next here on 1450 The Big X. The Daily Trevor Dance Party happening in the production room now. This is the song that gets him. He's going nuts. He's loving it. 
Welcome into hour number three, the five o'clock hour. Who doesn't get excited when you see Billy Idol? Right? I'm with you. Did you uh, did you ever figure out today's theme? By the way, I didn't know there was one. There is a thing. Come on, man. I mean, not, lately, there haven't been themes unless it's been like a year. Yesterday, well, there's some. Yeah, I mean, what? Here's the thing: you can only go through so many themes. Like, and, and I went through a lot of them right away. You got a lot going on. I guess. Yeah, I got a lot going on. But there, there is a theme today. All right. Well, I've got. I, mean, I have no idea what it is, but I'll think about it for the next. 20 minutes. The, the, this song, the, the second time you hear this song and the last song we play? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's how it's going to work. Valerie Weber, by the way, on Twitter points out, says uh, that Mark Twain was the pen name of Samuel Clemens is common knowledge. And then hashtag sidekick upgrade. Okay, here's some common knowledge for you. Who said that, by the way? Valerie Weber on Twitter. Okay, Valerie Weber, here, here, here's, a, here's, a, here's, a, here's a common knowledge for you. You suck. Oh. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Maybe though. I don't know. Probably you do, but I, I, who am I to say it? I didn't know it was common. I mean, I, I don't think that's common knowledge, right? I would say most people. I mean, it's not like I'm like, who's Mark Twain? That would be more concerning. That's, yeah, I would be I concerned. Agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Waste of the bar hot, Jeff. <laughs> I know who Mark Twain is. I, mean, I deserve at least some points for that. Hey, if there's if something's getting set high, it's by me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just, come on. I, I mean, I don't know. By the way, like, that Norm McDonald special that we're both excited about, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Because, I mean, I mean it gets Rotten Tomatoes, but is that out yet? I think it's coming out. I think uh, this Friday, like Friday at midnight. I think that's the thing. Speaking of comedian documentaries, I didn't know this had been released. It's not a documentary. It's hour of new stand-up okay well stand-up comedian down the line have you done anything about the george carlin thing that's on hbo i heard about it i've not like seen it. i don't really know anything about it i, I mean know is, that it is it new did it just recently because i hadn't heard anything about it and just, just out of nowhere i felt like people were like talking about how great it was uh, yeah I, I don't know honestly i've just seen people talking about it like you i thought about watching it i mean it's it's, it's it's there's two parts released on hbo max i don't know if that's all it is or if there's more because see here's the thing i'm not going to watch something if it's not been all released yet i'm with you there i don't i hate that i mean you it shouldn't bother you because it takes you so long to finish something that's true but for me it's because i've had a lot of people tell me another show on there it's called in the city i think or i don't know let's, I don't let's, let's okay we, right. we can get to this a little bit later let's, right. let's try to leave with sports here for people who are in their car driving home because there's actual juicy sports news out there okay this right. is we, we've talked about the the basketball well this, this is right up your alley <laughs> all this right is, this is i mean jeff brom scott satterfield's all okay okay we've had we, we talked a little bit about scott satterfield's comments earlier we mentioned our poll question of the day again <laughs> The poll question of the day every three months. What are you, you going to... Yeah. Technically, it is the day. It is the Rutherford Show question of the day, which is which is more likely to happen this year. U of L football winning seven games or the men's hoops teams making the NCAA tournament. Uh, with 1,000, about 1,400 votes in, men's hoops making the tournament is a 57.8% leader. That continues to grow. U of L football winning seven games, 42.2%. We've talked about that. We mentioned uh, the, the latest news or the latest rumors about potential additions to the U of L men's basketball team, namely Courtney Ramey. Former UofL committed, ended up going to Texas for four years, potentially coming back. Trevor has put on glasses. Uh, now I'm distracted by that. This first, person is blind. First it was sniffing markers. Now it's Trevor putting on glasses Whoa. that he just found. I can't stay focused. Let's try to stay focused here. I sent you the video. Uh, Scott Satterfield making the media rounds today. I think he's talked with, uh, with Kent Spencer from WHAS. We played a clip from that interview earlier. This is actually an interview with the folks over at WDRB. And he was asked about the recent comments that Rick Bozich of, D- of WDRB reported that Jeff Brom had made when he was in town. Uh, and if he'd heard them and how he, he thought about them. Here's what Scott Satterfield had to say. And that's our goal this year. In the last month or so, uh, Purdue coach Jeff Brown was here in town talking to a group of Flagey High School alums. 
global legend. He talked about the fact that when this job was open in 2019, didn't feel it was right for him. You got the job. He also talked about how much he loves the city and the school and maybe in the future, who knows what could happen. Didn't know if you had heard about that, uh, if you had, or even if you hadn't, what is your reaction to some of those comments? Yeah, I mean, I heard a little bit about it, but I don't worry about it, you know. Um, you know, he's got a job, I've got a job, you know. So so I think for, for me, I don't worry about any outside noise, um, distractions, because that's all they are. You know, our job is to wake up every day to do the best job we can possibly do with our team. You know, I owe it to everybody in this building, the 115 players we have in the locker room, the staff that we have running around this building, um, to do the best we can do every single day. And um, to put a product on the field, it's going to go win championships, and that's what we're here for. Um, and we go win championships, and uh, we're going to keep this thing rolling for years to come. So he may have to wait a little bit more time before he decides <laughs> to come back. All right, I like that answer 100% more than the other answer we played. I did like the shot at the end a little bit, despite being a Brom guy. I like it. No, I mean, but that's the if Scott Satterfield's the coach, and I said last segment, for all the, the doubts that I have and for the you know kind of taking a wait-and-see approach going into the season, I think the best thing for UofL Athletics and UofL football is for Scott Satterfield to kill it and be the guy here for a long time and keep this recruiting class together and see what he can do with, uh, when all these guys become sophomores and juniors. I like that that's his response. We're going to keep this thing rolling for years to come, so he may have to wait a little bit before he decides to come back. I, if I'm like, I want a little bit more of that with Scott Satterfield, and I'm like you, like, I, like I, I love the Brahms. I would love to have Jeff come here at some point, but for right now, Scott Satterfield's your coach. I want him to have a confident attitude, and I didn't get that in the last response that we played uh, in the first hour. Yeah, I like that it's coming out here. I, I mean, I don't want to confuse confidence, but with arrogance but i almost want to see arrogances too i mean like maybe it's the wrestling guy in me but i'm not asking him to cut a complete promo on jeff braum where he's talking about you know taking him out in a cage match or hell in a cell or something but you know and maybe not take shots at him but you know be a little arrogant be like hey you know yeah i know that they, they looked at him you know but this is my job now he's not coming anywhere near it i'm i'm not going anywhere he's not he might not stay at purdue but he ain't coming here you know i mean he doesn't have to go that far but Show some confidence instead of being the kind of oh oh shucks here I am exactly. type guy and, and lost in that. Just kind of got him bashed a little bit locally for that, I, and I think deservedly so because it, you can be the all shucks thing if you're winning like Dabo. You can do the Dabo routine if you're winning, yeah. that, But you can't do it when you're going six and six. No. Or you can't do it when you're going four and seven. Um, you can't do it when you have a losing overall record after three years. Lost in that because I think the the final quote there, you're right, is such a, a zinger. It sticks with you. But lost in that was him saying, you know, we're we're going to compete for championships and we're going to win championships. Like that's what I didn't hear in that first answer where he yeah. was. We played the clip from Kent Spencer and maybe he was just mesmerized by Kent's hair. I, I don't know, but he was asked about <laughs> if you didn't hear it, the clip's on Twitter. You can find it on Kent's uh, on Kent's Twitter account. He was asked, you know, you've heard the noise of the last few months. You, you do you feel more pressure going into this season than other seasons? And he kind of danced around it and said, he basically just reviewed his career at Louisville so far and said, you know, year one, we we're coming off a season where we didn't win any, any ACC games and, you know, we won eight and we, we had a good year, better than anybody thought. And then he blamed COVID for what happened in 2020 and then said last year, you know, we were, we were close and we had a disappointing season, but we could have won some of those games. And I, I don't feel any more pressure going into this season than I did last year. And you know, I feel pressure going into every year. And we always want to win every game. And, I, and it was just a, a canned response. Like, I want the, we have a plan to win championships. That plan is being set in motion. And we're going to win championships. And we're going to get this thing rolling. And we're going to give this fans the, the product that they have been 
desperately wanting basically since Lamar Jackson left and haven't been getting. Like, I need, again, even if you don't truly believe that, lie to me right now. Because <laughs> yeah. if it doesn't happen, it doesn't matter what you said in the offseason. If you, if you go 4-8 and eight this year, it doesn't matter. Would have been good, though, if people <laughs> went and tell you, you're going to be there? Yeah, give me, give me, give me the... Uh, I mean, I almost kind of would have laughed a little bit if Tom Lane had asked him that and he'd have been like, Jeff who? Like, <laughs> Jeff Brom, coach. Oh, that guy. Yeah. No, I didn't know. Was he here locally speaking? I, he just completely played it off. Like, I almost, like, you would know he's full of BS, but it would have been somewhat comical. I would have liked it. I, I I do like that he's not taking shots at Jeff directly, though. Even no, though there's you don't been, need to. I want him to trash talk a little bit, but not over the top. I mean, you know, th- there has been some sort of behind the scenes stuff going on. Like, you know, Purdue took one of our coaches. Louisville actively tried to get uh, Kevin Wallace's, I think, son, the St. X coach's son, who's on Purdue staff. And he said, thanks, but no thanks, and stayed on Purdue staff. I didn't know that. There's been a little bit of back channel stuff going on. But I, I like that he's, because regardless of how you feel about Jeff Brom, like, He's still a Louisville guy. Like, like mm-hmm. he is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the program. He was a coach at one point on some successful teams back in the day. The Brahms are, you know, the Mannings of Louisville, all that stuff. So played in the NFL, was drafted in MLB. I mean, like, I like U of L did the thing where they put the video out where you know after Pitch Clarkson committed, like quarterback U, and they showed highlights of Teddy and Lamar and Chris Redman and Brian Brom. And noticeably absent from the video was was Jeff Brom, who kind of got the QB thing rolling. Didn't Brownie Nagel even get in there? I think Brownie well? Nagel was in there. Yeah, yeah. I, of course they had Johnny Unitas from way back in the day. Yeah. but Jeff wasn't in there, and it was a, a noticeable omission. Which like I hope we don't get into that thing. I know that he's not our coach here, and I know that that people. I guess still harbor some ill will about him not taking the job in 2018. But look, he would have taken it last December if you want. It's not like he doesn't want to come back at this point. It's not like he doesn't still love Louisville. And it's not like he didn't contribute all the things that he contributed to this program over the past couple of decades. Like, like I, I, we don't need to get into a war with Jeff Brom. Like that seems silly. Even if it's like, you can understand why Scott Satterfield might want to like, cause he's sick of hearing about it. I'm sure he's sick of, uh, I'm sure he doesn't like hearing the comments that, that Brom made, but he is where he is. And I mean, if you're still you know what cures all this once again? Winning. The theme of the show. Win more games. Just win. Just win, baby. Just win more games. Nobody cares. It's the name of one of my fantasy teams. Just win bacon. It's not, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's Al Davis. After all you can hate about Al Davis, he pretty much nailed it. He just just win. I mean, I feel like the, the people like still hate me are hating Brom because he turned us down 18, which don't get me wrong. I was upset about it too, but I, I, mean, I understood his, where he was coming from. Probably the same ones that blame like Petrino because he left us for an NFL franchise. It's like, dude, it's the Falcons. Yeah. It's the NFL. Like, I mean, you can't, how can you get mad that your football coach at University of Louisville? Now, you can be mad at maybe how he went about leaving. That's how I felt about that and the Charlie Strong. But thing. the fact, but he take, went, actually taking the job. Yeah, no, no I get go it. to the NFL. I mean, the hell, he turned down the Raiders before he even took that Falcons job. I mean, Charlie turned down Tennessee. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't like we didn't have guys say no, thanks, but no thanks to quote unquote bigger gigs. Supposedly, Brom turned down Tennessee when he was at Western, too. <laughs> and Bama. Yeah, I know. When he was at Louisville. Well, that was the, the uh, that was the OC job. I mean, as a possible head coach, though, so, yeah. The fact that Nick Saban, Tennessee, man. <laughs> the fact that Nick Saban wanted Jeff Braham at U of L and Scott Satterfield was like, no, this guy's the problem. Was hilarious in hindsight. <laughs> Could have been more indicative of what went wrong during the end of that that decade. Hit me with the button again. Sorry. Easy coughs. Dying. I'm dying over here. You're gonna, are you going to make it, man? The cough will not go away, man. It's I'm, amazing. I'm the one over here that smokes a pack of cigarettes a day, and, and you know. So you know other stuff, and I'm I don't cough nearly as much as you do. The irony is not lost on me. Yeah, it's, 
see. Cruel, cruel world. Uh, 502-414-1450, the Thornton Stocks line. You're at the wrong pots, man. You guys have been chiming in on, on all sorts of things today. Uh, if you've got thoughts on on this, we've got one more clip of the, if you can queue up the... Oh, did it, I only have two clips. You should have three. Uh, the, the middle one there, there should be three in your, your inbox, um, about... Tampering oh, yeah. in college football because this has been. Well, I'm glad I didn't play the wrong one that time just a second ago. It's kind of quieted down because it, the Tyler Harrell thing is, is we've moved on a little bit. It's it's kind of old news now. And Nick Saban has made his pitch, his pitch, and Jimbo Fisher versus Saban is I think taken center stage in all this. But Ken Spencer did ask Scott Satterfield about tampering in college football, and then more directly about the Alabama thing with Tyler Harrell. Here Why it is. Keep playing the wrong audio. Hold on one second. Sorry. Here we go. You have to define the word tampering, um, you know, because is it tampering when um, a player from another school contacts one of your players and they start talking and they say, hey, we got a spot. Do you want to come here? Is that tampering? Is it tampering when you call a parent to say, hey, Johnny, we really like the way he plays. Do you want to come play for us? Like, what's tampering? You know, so is that going on? 100% it's going on. There were certainly conversations that, that had there. We all know that. It's just common sense, you know. I mean, he jumps in the portal and a week later he's going to Alabama. I mean, so – it's just common sense to what happened there. How it all happened, I don't know. You know, I'm not in these conversations. Um, but I do know, um, you know, obviously there was conversations that were had. And, you know, and who had those, I have no idea. You know, but I do know this, um, you know, he's not playing for us this year. He's going to be playing at, at Alabama. You have to define the word tampering. Yes, so that's, uh, once again, not quite as direct as the quote-unquote call out of Nick Saban from a few weeks ago. But he's... You know, He's I, saying I, it without saying it. I just kind of like the tongue in cheek of, a, of the definition of tampering. Like, cause what have you described? Yes, we're all tampering. Like, I don't know. Is it tampering when you call the player? What is, is sex? It, <laughs> I mean, that's what I was like. I did kind of enjoy that a little bit. Like, because it did annoy me a little bit. I, I, I think you got mad at me when I said he kind of needs to quit whining about it a little bit publicly. Like, I, I mean, I just didn't see any reason to go public about it because he did come off whining a little whiny to me. But this one, I like. I did enjoy just kind of like the sarcastic tongue in cheek of, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he may. You know, is it tampering when you send gift baskets to our player from another school? Maybe. I mean, it's kind of about what he was doing there, which I kind of like. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. It wasn't quite as strong as I would have liked, but the the, the Brahma answer out of the three that we've heard from these interviews so far, that's my favorite. Uh, Texas, maybe Mike needs to start smoking. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. You never did smoke, did you? No. <laughs> I had asthma from a very young age. I knew what I, I mean. I, like I've, I've had cigarettes before. I smoked cigars before, but never like a consistent everyday smoker. No. I never forget. I asked that same question. I was. I want to say I was in a freshman, and I was trying to. I was hanging out with this girl, and I went to go like meet her at her house, and her dad just like came. He's like, look, just give me like the starting look. He's like, oh man, do you smoke? And I said, I was like, cigarettes. <laughs> like, I mean, like, that was, I just never got her face just dropped like, oh, good Lord. Like, and he's just looking at me and go, what else is there to smoke? I'm like, I mean, you're right. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, for, for the record, if you ever ask you, do you smoke? Just say yes or no. Don't ask him to specify because you're giving yourself away. I, I'm not going to tell the story. <laughs> just thought better of it. There's no oh, point I, getting into I, it. I remember meeting someone in this business, and uh, just they were. I was outside smoking a cigarette, and they were joining me and talking to me. I knew they didn't smoke cigarettes, and I was like, "Oh crap!" I forgot my lighter. And they're like, "Here you go. Here's a lighter." I'm like, "Why do you yeah, have a lighter?" Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah. this guy got really mad at the five eleven. For all, <laughs> for the love of all things U of L holy, can we at least talk U of L sports? 
30 minutes each hour. He's very upset. And then he says, that's pretty effing unprofessional for WGRB there with Satterfield. I don't think so. Was, which, which part was unprofessional? I guess asking about Jeff Rom. I think it's a fair question. That was Tom Lane that did it. Yeah. I think that's that's absolutely imbalanced. Like, there's no way that Scott Satterfield hasn't heard that. There's no way that he doesn't have some opinion on it. I like it, and I thought Satterfield gave a perfect answer. Plus, I mean, yeah, do you just want to give him softball questions? There's no fun in that. I love Tom Lane, by the way. Tom Lane rules. Um, Texture says, this is a KRC. Texture says, on the first day of Pride Month, the KRC boys try to outstrate each other by listing off hot girl movie scenes. Way to zig while everyone else zags, boys. I did see something on the Facebook page about ranking like Megan Fox number one in Transformers, which what are they doing? I don't. I mean, come on, guys. I got to go back and listen to the podcast, but I mean that's that's hard to argue. Megan Fox, her her being in that movie is the only reason I even like did not walk out of that movie. Um, Texas says, screw that, Trevor. It's not whining. If your team is getting taken advantage of, especially by a coach slash team getting away with crap to win titles, bring them to the public to feel the public heat. I agree with the text. Yeah, you don't have to. Everyone knew that was tampering. You didn't have to go out and make it pop. You didn't have to go out there and still say it. Like, like saying it's whining, though, is just like, – TJ rubbed off on you way too much. Like, it's not like, – Really? Because he says the same thing about you. Sometimes. Like, whining. Like, it's not whining. It's calling someone out. It's call. It's like speaking truth. It's like calling a spade a spade. Like, if you, like whining is what you say about your rival when it's done. Like, if it's your guy, no. Like he's he's calling Nick Saban out. He's putting it out there. I don't remember exactly the wording, the way he did it, but it came off to me as whining, if I remember right. Well, it's not whining. Like it's again, it's saying what's going on. Like if, if you get stabbed, I'm like that dude just stabbed me. It's like no, shut up, you're whining. No, I'm, I'm saying what happened. Maybe. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, Texas says I'm disappointed. Eric. Oh, Eric Watts wasn't acknowledged as part of QBU at Louisville. I, Dexter, get out of my freaking head. I wanted to make the same joke, but but he cut me off to go to break. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. We had, we had to go to break. <laughs> that was the same. You, you don't know who Eric Watts is, I assume. Other I know than who Eric being Watts is. Yeah. Also the son of legendary wrestling promoter Bill Watts. Oh, I did not know that. That's why. And he wrestled in um, WCW, was shot to the moon uh, because of who his dad was. In fact, him and his teammate, um, who was the tight end that played for us, he was a backup tight end on that same team. They were tag team, a uh, tag team in WWE or WF at the time. Horrible name. They're like supposed to be futuristic looking guys. They were tag team 2000 or something like they were called back in like 94. Watts was not a great wrestler, but yeah, his dad was a very legendary uh, wrestling promoter, hmm. mainly famously known for uh, putting the belt on uh, Ron Simmons, making him the first black heavyweight championship in wrestling. Did not know that. Yeah, when he beat Vader. Great was match. it Ron Simmons? Why do I know that name? He was also... Is he Farouk? He was Farouk. Yes. And he was... He's His number is retired. He's a former All-American defensive lineman for Florida State. Florida State. I'm, Played now, for Bo- paper, uh, Bobby Bowden at Florida State. I remember that now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of... We brought up KRC. We have to mention this now. So, intern Jacob spent two days here, left us. Yeah. <laughs> Told us he'd be back on Monday. Never saw him again. Transferred to KRC, where yeah. he was more at home. We have a new intern. I think tampering can be involved in that, too. I think there was tampering. I mean, I'm not now whining. Now you're whining. Right? Now you're whining about it. So we have intern Jenna now. Show up yeah. today. She, I mean, step up. She was laughing at Trevor's jokes, both on and off air. Clearly, she has a sense of humor. Laughing at the banter. Unlike, I think Jacob in here, within five minutes, looked horrified when we were making fun of Devin Booker. He was just, he was done. Now they put him on KRC, and the KRC people hate him, apparently. <laughs> like, even, like, like, they're upset about his severe Wheeler comment, which I still don't really know what it I was. I didn't hear that either, yeah. I think he said he was, like, not a... A top 10 point guard or something in college Probably basketball, not. top five in SEC, mm. whatever it was, mm. people are furious at intern Jacob. So we got a new one, intern Jenna. She's going to be here, I think, Mondays and Wednesdays. Yep. Um, off to a good start. 
liked what like what we heard today. Yeah, she's uh, she, she's a uh, she's she a, likes hockey. She's a hockey fan. Did she say? I guess she's a Blackhawks fan. Did she? Well, see, her mom's from Chicago, so she's a Cubs fan, and did not like that because I'm wearing my red shirt. Today. I know, I know. But, you didn't. You know, I don't mind the Cubs as long as it's not the Yankees. Not so, a fan. No offense uh, to, to Dylan, but so I think we upgraded. We yeah, won, we won the trade. Sorry. She's a Louisville fan. Sorry, Jacob. Yeah, you're gone. She like me went to JCC. Except she knew that it, you found out today that it's no longer JCC. You and Troy, I mean, it's JC with TC now. Between that and learning that he says murder and not in uh, hot stepper sluggers, I'm and, learning so much new stuff today. And Samuel Clemens. Yeah, it's, I'll probably forget that by tonight. Yeah, you already, I think, forgot I'm, it. If yeah. I hadn't said it again, you would have totally forgotten about it. I keep wanting right to call him Samuel Crumb because that's somebody I know. <laughs> oh, they were talking about movies with hot in the title, apparently, is what a texter says. Wait, huh? No, Megan, but the, yeah, I don't get that. Transformers. I, don't, I think that has to be wrong. I'm not. I didn't win any spelling bees back in the day, but I'm pretty sure the word "hot's" not in Transformers. Oh, I think you're right. I mean, I, my 82 percent on Wordle would tell you that. I, I I know I know how to spell a little bit. I By the way, I'm over 100 on Wordle. Did I tell you that? I think I am too. I'm at like 106. I'm at 82 percent, I believe. But oh, I didn't tell you this. So I in the middle of the night. This was I, I guessed last night. Wordle, like I, so I won't give anything away, but I guessed a word. First four letters turn green. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh my nice. god! I'm like, I've got it. I'm like, this is incredible. It's like 4 a.m. I can't sleep. Boom! Last letter's wrong. But I got it in two today. I'm at 136 played. My current streak is 45. 40. I think my streak is messed up because it says my longest streak is 15. And I swear I did. Uh, by the way, I got that word in four today. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah, I, it says my max streak is 15. I know I did more than 15. But like, they don't. If you miss a day. That breaks the streak. Maybe that's why it's I did. not if you miss a word. I usually don't miss a I don't. Maybe I did and I didn't realize it. Yeah. I'm currently at a six streak. I had a little bit of a rough edge right there. I, there was a span like I, I missed like two out of three days. Yeah, not missed not it, but I just got them wrong. Yeah, not good. Uh, but I'm 107, 81%. What, what percent were you at? 99. I've missed two. Oh, bastard. Um, Texter sends in a picture of uh, paraphernalia with... A Rick and Morty sticker, I believe that is, and says I'm headed to the Big X studio. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched Rick and Morty, but I'll, I'll find it funny. In the car. Um, <laughs> texture. I had a South Park bowl one time. Yeah, nice. Okay. <laughs> Cartman's is made out of Cartman's head. This is a KRC text. We'll end this, this segment with this. Because we read KRC text when they come in for three seconds. Well, we always do. TJ's idea instead of building a new dorm is brilliant. What recruit wouldn't love the idea of having their own spot? The flip side is having easy access to the gym 24-7, which is a big deal for the basketball group. No idea what they're talking about. I mean, is he talking about putting them in an apartment? TJ doesn't want a new dorm. TJ, no. TJ hates Wildcat Lodge. Does hate he that really? it's coal-funded. No, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even, I've got no idea what the conversation was. I don't know what they're talking about. Something tells me like the dorms at UK, even maybe U of L, are probably nicer than most apartments, especially the ones I've lived in. I've been in Wildcat Lodge. Is it nice? It was very nice. I mean, yeah, I imagine they're probably nicer than maybe even the house I live in currently. Shikari Lane was having fun. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I can't get that image out of my head. Never will. Wow. Never. I don't even know what to think about you that. Don't, you don't want to know what to think about it. <laughs> take a break. What did you walk into? Take a break. You don't want to know. You don't, uh, you don't want to hear the things that I've seen in Wildcat Lodge. Shikari Arlene is the reason why I knock and wait for responses before I walk into any room now. <laughs> there was no knocking. Reminds me of a story parent told me one time about okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let's go to break. Let's go to break. When we come back, uh, we, we'll recap some of the basketball talk from earlier in the show, and we'll try to get as, and many of, as many of these texts on the Thornton sex lines, 502-414-1450, as we can. They've been piling up today, uh, so we'll have to go back and look at some of them. I'm sure that the movie discussion text. We'll do as much as we can between now and 6 o'clock. Mike Rutherford Show wraps up after this here on 1450 The Big X. Looking up. 
And then the day is all hot. Now they're not ever going to be summer themed, but you know, we got to yeah. embrace it as we're coming up. God, it's hot as hell, too. Oh, dude, when I got in the car yesterday and I said, Jet takes me, I was like, it's 100, degrees, it's 100 degrees in my car. And mine was 102 when I got in the car. I was Awful. Like, oh, man. That's just, there's nothing that's more uncool than seeing that. I don't know. It's just a. Literally. <laughs> By the way, window only went down halfway. Had to go into Walgreens to get the prescription. <laughs> Which made me think to myself, would I care about my kids' health To go get their prescription to get out of the car, it? yeah. And I think I compared it to a woman lifting a car off of her child. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, was like, my, I, I enjoyed that. I, was I like, did laugh. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is speaking, speaking of the word hot, and this is a hot take. Um, hot take. Like, I did not like Nelly when he first came out. Like, I did. It annoyed me. He's grown on me so much now. Like I'm like bad moss. Like I just I have like a this is like a Benjamin Button music day. Like, I feel like I, most people who were very into Nelly in high school, college are like, yeah, that was kind of like poppy rap oh, no, right it, now. It, it, well, it is pop rap. I mean, there's no denying that. But it's at least compared to some of the pop rap I get now, like it's it's so much better. Like some of the pop rap I hear now, like when you hear like your two chains or your you know your your um, uh, little Wayne's and stuff that crap. Like this is so much- Wayne was that when Nelly was out. Sad. <laughs> you like the Hot Boys? That was the no. I don't think I knew Tuesdays Hot- and Thursdays were. I don't think I knew Hot that Boys. Jam. That was Little Wayne's first group when he was on uh, Cash Money. Oh, I just remember Little Wayne when he started ripping off the uh, the the Carter stuff. When he when he started just calling the, the Carters, which was uh, off of New Jack City. But Nelly, I just I don't know. Like at first when he came out, I was like. He's basically, I mean, the first song I heard by was a ripoff of Deion Sanders, which is right on midi. I was like, who rips off Deion Sanders' music? And then he did the children's song. The Deion Shimmy, Shimmy Sanders' Shimmy. music? Yeah, Love for the Money. I didn't know Deion Sanders made music. That was a Deion Sanders rap song, yeah. No idea. He pretty much just ripped off Deion Sanders' rap song from the early 90s. Okay. But Take like, word for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love for the money. Yeah, You don't remember Deion doing rap? No. It doesn't surprise me. You were shocked to see the Arizona rap video on Twitter. Oh, it's incredible. But here's the thing. Everyone in the 80s did rap videos in sports. Well, I knew that. I just never seen this one. I mean, so. I mean, yeah, like, everybody knows that. Like yeah, the, if, you, if you were semi-decent in the 80s in, on a basketball team, football team, baseball, it didn't matter, you had to do a rap video. All right, we've only got like 20 minutes but left. But I like Nelly now. Is that okay. bad of me? No, yeah, you're, you're okay, fine. Okay, good. Thank you. We've only got like 20 minutes left. We, we, the one story that we, we haven't gotten to, it's of course, we, this is a staple on the show. It will be a staple every single day until we get uh, an official word about what's going to happen here. It's the DJ Wagner update of the day. Yeah, also there it is. I don't know why it's like. I also like. I didn't point this out because you were going, and I was going to let you go. But the text line is like, "Are you aware that Little Wayne's last name is Carter? Like that's what the whole Carter thing is." I always thought he was just doing ripping off New Jack City. No, like that's that's his last name in real life. That's why it's all the Carter. Anyways, so DJ Wagner update of the day. One, we made it a point. 
I don't know where Matt Jones' source was about Dewan Wagner potentially being hired as a on the UK staff. Of course, it? he didn't. He didn't yeah. say it was potential. He said, you know, there's a there's a, a different world. realm. Yeah, there's a, a world, world yeah. where Dewan Wagner could potentially be on UK staff. <laughs> no idea if there's any truth to it. Great fodder for radio because my God, that would be fantastic theater. Kyle Tucker did come in. And kind of poo-poo the whole thing. It was like, oh, this isn't going to happen. So yeah, we'll see about that. But here's the, the only new update on the G.J. Wagner stuff. And this is via Rob Cassidy, who's a national writer, uh, basketball recruiting writer for Rivals. I actually know who that is. He breaks down the whole EYBL, and he leads off with the battle between, DJ, between Louisville and Kentucky for D.J. Wagner. So here's what he says. Speaking of Wagner, nobody's recruitment has been more captivating as of late. Wagner was once seen as a heavy Kentucky lean because of the longstanding relationship between his father and UK head coach John Calipari, for whom Wagner Sr. played at Memphis. But Wagner Jr. is suddenly not a sure thing for the for the Wildcats. La 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 la. May 24th happens. Milt Wagner gets hired at Louisville. You know this. Blah, 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 blah. He says, Milt Wagner has a history with the program and would have likely been a fit for the position regardless of his relationship with the school's most important recruiting target. But it's difficult to believe that this move wasn't a strategic one when it comes to the pursuit of the number three ranked prospect in 2023. Here we go. Whatever the case, Payne's Cardinals suddenly feel like the favorite here, and it's starting to seem as though a decision could be coming sooner rather than later. Dun, dun, now, this dun. is the first person nationally that I've heard say this. Not that Louisville is the leader or anything like that, yeah. but that we could be getting a decision sometime like imminent, sometime before summer's over, which is what I take that to mean. Of course, sooner rather than later is just vague enough that you, can, you, know, you, you can't be wrong when you say something I mean, like isn't that. Isn't everything sooner than later, technically? I guess. It's, I, mean. <laughs> I guess before the actual National Signing Day or, or whatever. Um, but to me, that sounds like potentially before his senior season of high school ball starts. I think that that would be sooner, before his, school, his senior year like starts. That's October, right, or something? No. I, I would say, I'll, let's say before school starts, so like before September. Okay. The summer. That's exciting. I like hearing that. I like it. I like hearing it, but surprise me. I mean, if I'm DJ Wagner, I'm waiting to I'm kind of the same at least till November to find out. I'm expecting out. this thing to drag out. Yeah, I mean, why would you? I mean, I don't see. Don't get me wrong. I would love for him to come out and say Louisville right away. I mean, but I mean, if I'm if I'm advising a kid in any way, I'd tell him I wouldn't even tell him to do that. As a Louisville fan, I mean, dude, get milk this as much as you can. Um. Textline also points out that the first uh, the summer solstice, the first day of summer, isn't until June twenty first. Well, what is it like the first meteorological day of summer? I heard somebody say it's that on the ninety seven degrees out. It's summertime. I I stand by this, and I know it's not the same everywhere. I know everybody has different climates, but living in Louisville, I divide the seasons up into four equal periods of three months. Nice. Okay. June, July, August is summer. September, October, November is fall. December, January, February is winter. March, April, May, spring. That's it. Seems logical to me. You're going to have some cold days at the beginning of spring, sure. You're going to have some some maybe two hot days at the end of spring or at the beginning of fall, but that's the way it's got to be. Three equal, four equal periods of three months. And the best season is? Oh, I, it changes for me every year. It's always I always have to go to fall. I mean, fall is just perfect for me. I like fall. I, winter was my favorite growing up. Now it gets too cold for me. See, I didn't. I, winter like really went down the pecking order for me when I had to work the KRC show. And getting up and having to scrape my car off in the morning, like made me. Just, yeah, that, that'll do it. I love TJ. Just park it in the garage. Well, sorry, fancy pants. We all don't have garages. Also, like you know, <laughs> it, it does change when you get old. Like the first year I was out of college, I kept waiting for Christmas break to come, and it just didn't. And I was like, well, this sucks. Like this was a whole, a whole one, a very big reason why I enjoyed winter. 
college basketball, Christmas time, like all that good stuff. Yeah, you get time off. And it's and just different now. Also, adult summer sucks. Adult summer is absolute trash. It's yeah. Terrible. There's I nothing agree. good about it. But at least, I was going to say, as, a, as a, more of a baseball fan, it would be enjoyable for you, but you're also a Reds fan, too. So. Yeah, what way to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I don't, I don't think Mark Weinberg lied to me. Now, now I'm done. Yeah, the first meteorological day of summer is June 1st. I knew there's something, some official day of summer was. Today. I was. I heard it. Didn't it, it was for Memorial Day or whatever. Memorial Day weekend was the beginning of summer. Well, that's always the unofficial start. Well, it's official now. Well, it, it, it can be whatever you if want. If the pool's open, a it's man summertime. must have a code. You can make your own code. It's, if a pool is open, it's summertime, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Texas says, "Wow, a girl in studio with Trevor. We'll see how this goes." <laughs> she was enjoying it today. She was laughing at Trevor's jokes. Yeah. Also see how says, long that lasts. Also says Trevor, movie night for you is three times a night. That would be so much freaking popcorn. It would be a lot of popcorn. I don't know. I just I like popcorn at the movie theater. I just don't like popcorn in general. I'm not a, like I only get it when I go to the actual theaters. I enjoy popcorn. And I do complain about that because I don't put up butter on it and yada yada yada. Texas intern Jacob probably ate like Trevor for one day and is vom- now vomiting profusely. <laughs> um, also says, has Mitt's salary been disclosed? We found out today uh, via the Courier Journal. Brett Dawson reported that the the hybrid role. Remember, university employee, not athletic employee, that Milt Wagner is taking on at UofL will pay him $85,000 annually. Not a bad little gig. Not a bad little gig. Um, same page says, any updates on Imani Bates? It seems eerily quiet. It does. It's going to be quiet probably until... Mid-June. Uh, we got two weeks now. Yeah. Mid-June, another vague timetable that's been I'll set be honest out for a while. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to put a dollar down that says by the end of the month we haven't heard still anything, really. I can see that happening. If, if that's true, it's going to be annoying. Because, look... Everybody else who's on the team, the new additions got to campus this uh, this weekend. They're starting the summer session, the first summer session of school this week. They can now practice, have a full team practice yeah. once a week, and they can have individual workouts in between then. Uh, this is when you start living at the Keeper Center. This is when you start improving yourself. This is when you start creating team morale and gelling and all that good stuff. And if Imani Bates, if it's just a foregone conclusion that he's coming here and he's spinning his wheels because he wants to do it on his own time, it's annoying because he's not going to be a part of this at least first month. So, like... Then go to EMU what, what, what or what go are you to doing? DePaul and just be it, the gun that you want to that's be. That's kind of how I feel like right now. Because like, you're not obviously wanting to be a team player. If you want to jump in, if you want to be... If, if this is going to work, you need to go ahead and make a move. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh, AD Mitch Barnhart now on the Paul Feinbaum show right now. On the recent and rapid changes in college sports, he says this, quote... I think sometimes there have been frustrations of our coaches who want us to move a little quicker. We've been cautious. We've tried to be steady in choppy waters. Oh, Cal's <laughs> going to love hearing that. What, what, translate that for me. I mean, I have no idea. Like what, what, what does that mean? <laughs> is he talking about alcohol at stadiums? Is he talking about nil? He's talking I mean, about nil. I mean, he, he hates it. He doesn't like it. I mean, he fears change. Again, I was not a fan of the nil either, but it's here. You're going to might as well. It's not going away, at least anytime soon. It's not. Yeah. So you might as well just embrace it, whether you hate it or not. Again, I'm with, I'm with, I'm a little bit with Mitch. I didn't think, I didn't like it either. I thought it was pushed way too quickly, way through the door, but it's nothing we can do about it now. I mean, they, the cat's out of the bag. You know, the monkey's in the, in the box. It's here. You might as well do with it. Texas next 420, the whole fan base is showing up at the Big X Studios with weed, Arby's, and Starburst jelly beans. <laughs> I do love Starburst jelly beans. I would eat Starburst jelly beans. I've never had them. Texas says Trevor smuggles in a sack of sandwiches to the movie theater. Dude, is there still smuggling in stuff to movie theaters? Like, I want smuggled in a pint of ice cream and ate the whole thing. I mean, <laughs> against the curiosity, do you remember the movie? 
It was something I saw with Mary. We both stumbled in ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering. Back when we used to go to movies. I don't know why. I'm just like more. I'm more curious what movie he was eating during. I don't remember what it was. I mean, I think it was a comedy. I can't remember what it was. Um, <laughs> that would explain it because yeah, mine said going to any movie with a pint of ice cream. It was like that Kroger brand <laughs> cookie, oh, yeah. cookie dough too. It was oh, cookie dough, so awesome. cheap. It was like a dollar. It's incredible. I, I mean, I used to be. I remember it used to be like you were like almost like sneaking like you know somebody out of prison in terms of getting food into a movie theater like you never wanted them to see the drink now i mean i've walked in holding like mcdonald's cups they don't even care it's the easiest thing in the world yeah i mean now they don't even try to care anymore about you walking in with stuff i don't think Texas says Kenny Payne won those games. It's time for it to rub off on Sat. Time to win all those games this year. Did you? Uh, were I you settled okay for him with... winning a game. <laughs> yeah, let's let's beat Kentucky once. Were you okay with Payne's quote about uh, the kids won the game and Cal coached them? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm fine with it. But what else it is he going to say? Yeah, exactly. No, you're damn. I don't know. He could have been like, "Damn, Skippy, I did." Yeah. <laughs> Look at what they've done since I left. <laughs> now maybe if he pisses you off, then you bust that out. That's what I've been saying. It's coming. It's yeah. coming, but it's not here yet. Yeah. Texas, I want to hear Trevor's thoughts on the new Stranger Things. Well, you, you said you liked it. I haven't. I want to. I've start, enjoyed it. I'm I want not, to start watching it tonight. So I don't want to. I don't. You would slip up and you'll give away. I, something I promise you, no spoiler. Uh, I did go in, and here's the thing: people that think, "Oh, you went into Top Gun negative," I went into this a little negative because I'm curious on how much longer they can go with this, and it's going to jump the shark. And they did not. I've enjoyed every minute of it to the point well, where I thought this was the last season. No, and that season five will be the last. season. <sighs> I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm, that's how I, was. I don't want it to go too long. That's how I agree, and I think Cobra Kai's gone too long, and I loved it. But this one, I'll tell you right now, the only complaint I have at this point is that I have to wait for the last two episodes. Yeah, I've enjoyed it that much. Texas Trevor needs to whip out some of that impressive presidential trivia, and then Beverly can eat bleep. Who's Beverly? The one who called you out for not knowing Samuel Clemens. Oh, that, we, know their, we, we know their name. Yeah, but I read it on Beverly Weber on uh, on Twitter. Oh, I thought it was a, a text. That no, was tweet. Okay. Um. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Um. <laughs> Texture sent in a very strange gif of Clarice the Doe looking, walking up. It's like a. I can't even explain. It. It's like the a Disney World character, like a person inside a costume. Okay, you're a little weird thinking the the, the, the deer I'm not. is hot. No, you're walked weird. up to the camera and says it says I think you're hot too, Michael. Now it's freaking me out. I mean, let me see. <laughs> I mean, at least with Gadget, it's like a, it's a mouse, but she's a person. I can't really say. I've got to look at her later. Well, you just got to watch Rudolph. Yeah. Come on. But, I mean, that's like a pure animal. That's not, that's not, it's a little creepier, dude. So the texter who asked a question about the follow-up from uh, Twilight, the answer is yes. The texter says, my... <laughs> no, <I'm... laughs> what, did you get any afterwards? No. No. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> you say no, you didn't get any? Or... Something else I can't answer. <laughs> okay. The texter says, Mike, is Louisville's football recent success via NIL more of a testament to Sat or to Herd? I think it's a testament to everybody. Like, this doesn't work if not. You read it too fast for me. Is the NIL success, the, the, the UofL's recruiting success right now, mm-hmm. is it more of a testament to Scott Satterfield or to Josh Hurd? Uh, I think it's everybody involved. Yeah, I think it's, probably, yeah. It's Pete Thomas for setting up the California Connection. It's Pete Nocta yeah. for being in charge of recruiting. It's certainly Scott Satterfield for doing his uh, his work as the head of the program. Josh Hurd for doing the clearly taking the right steps in the NIL stuff. Yeah. I also think you can't. Like Pierce Clarkson and his dad, Steve Clarkson, who's a Adidas intermediary. Like who I know Nick Roush is all up in arms and wrote about it today. Yeah, like we knew, we've known this for a long time. What he is, he runs one of the biggest quarterback camps in the country. He's an Adidas employee. He's going to help you out in recruiting. He knows all these kids, uh, and Pierce Clarkson clearly has helped out significantly as well. He he basically recruited DeAndre Moore for the last month and then got him. And we put it. We put him on billboards the day he committed. He put himself on billboards. Yeah. They bought those billboards. Um, they know what they're doing. 
Um, Texas says, if someone can Photoshop Trevor's face onto Dirty Mike, I can put it on the DJX car with a note saying, thanks for the F-Shack, Dirty Trevor, and the Big X boys. 20 bucks if you do that, Texer, and prove it. <laughs> right now. I mean, I'll give you 50 if you do that and prove it. He did it. Man, um, <laughs> that would be so great. <laughs> <laughs> Texter says Rivals is saying that Ramey and Grandison are options. Have you heard anything? We talked about Courtney Ramey earlier. That's the big rumor that's out there. I'm assuming Grandison is the Jacob Grandison from Illinois who just entered the transfer portal yesterday. Who's another like kind of like Courtney Ramey? Good player. I don't think he changes the outlook of the season. Uh, he played the last two seasons at Illinois. Didn't really do much two years ago. Averaged 9.6 points uh, per game last season. Just say what you want to say. He doesn't move the needle. Doesn't move the needle. I mean, would I take him and Ramey right now? Yeah. Like, both of them are good, not great college players, which we could use right now. Would you take? Would you be willing to take them if we only had one, one two spots left? The fact I, that we have four spots makes you more open to taking two people that you sure. really don't. But I also, I've got no idea. Again, like we, we have no idea who else we're in on, who else is even True. going to be available. Like We don't know if we're technically in on these guys. Yeah, exactly. We, we don't know. Uh, Texture says, Mike, why is it that I don't trust West Coast recruits? I'm excited, kind of, but I still can't get totally pumped. Help me believe the hype. Go Cards. Well, I mean, I think oh. California's produced more NFL players than any state outside of uh, Florida, I believe, is, is the stat. So I can believe that. I would say Texas excited. and Pennsylvania might be involved in there. Ohio produces a lot, too. Which I saw something like, like, like California currently has like 249 active NFL players right now that it. came out of the state. I mean, it's a big number. It's a big state. Texas, Trevor, did that marker smell like a butt joint? <laughs> it smelled better than the butt joint. Texas, uh, <laughs> Trevor talking about selling his dog's hair makes more sense now that we know he's been taking his nose for a marker run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. He's all back in the fourth. I want hour. you to see how much dog hair I pulled off this damn dog. I believe you. And it's daily. It is daily. I mean, every day I'm getting carpal tunnel over here scratching this dog out. Texas, uh, the texter that's mad about you not reading the text line sounds like the parent of the St. Agnes kid who pushed Virginia down. Ooh, Didn't push her down. Punched her. Punched her right in the chest. We ever, we ever get any, uh, anywhere on that uh, investigation? No, other than like one of the parents who has a kid in that first grade class at St. Agnes was like, yeah, there are a lot of bleep heads in that class. Wow. He's like, it's like I'm not surprised at all. This class sucks. No. So, hey, not sending my kid to St. Agnes probably. <laughs> it's gone all downhill since the Dembos graduated. Uh, Texas, I just wanted the NCAA to go ahead and give us whatever punishment they're going to give us. Crap or get off the pot. It's absurd that it has been this long. It's, Over five years. Yeah. Ridiculous. Five years. Unbelievable. Just when you say it, it just it seems somewhere insane. Texas, clapping on the plane is so dumb, dumber than movies, unless the pilot just pulled off a crazy emergency landing. I agree. I mean, how many people are involved in that? <laughs> I yeah. Mean. Um, Come on, guys. <laughs> was it too dirty? Yeah. Texas, we, I know we have to get out of it early. It's Wednesday. Texas, KRC has gotten to Trevor. They've turned him to the dark side. He's anti all things UofL and supports UK officials now. What did I say that was anti UofL? I don't know. I mean, I might have. Listen, I'm anti UofL. It's just because I'm just, you know, hey, what can I say? I don't tow the company line. Um, okay. We, we can't read any more of these texts. We, we've, Are they that? But can I go read? No, we just don't have time. Like, oh, we, okay. we've, we've had. For whatever, like Wednesday, huge text day. People went nuts today. I love it. You guys I, helped out a bunch. I've got, I've got a pull pack of cigarettes and and, and, and a freshly packed in the car. I'll go answer some texts on the, okay. on the text you, line. You, you, I'll let you take care of that. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong. Nothing bad can happen there, right? No, not at all. NBA final starts Thursday tonight. We got Lightning Rangers game one. Uh, go Lightning two time reigning uh, defending Stanley Cup champions on the road at Madison Square Garden. Trevor, who got game one? I'm just going to root for Rangers. I, I'm Lightning will probably win, but I'm rooting for the Rangers. Well, that's not what I want to hear. Give me a prediction. I don't know anything about uh, it. Say it. Lightning 
six, uh, four to th- four to two. I'm going Lightning 3-2, but I'm going for the Rangers too. Give me the home crowd. All right, we're off uh, for the rest of the day. (laughs) I'm just trying to wrap it up because I know we got to get out of here earlier today, and I keep forgetting about it. Do we ever come back? Have a fantastic Wednesday night. We're back tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Same card channel, same card place. 1450, the Big X. Can't nobody stop the juice, so baby, tell me what's the use. I said it's getting hot in here, so take off all your